0: Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods, Queen Podcast, with Paul, Joe, and myself, David. So we've reached part two of Innuendo, and this will be the final part. We did make a joke online that it would be 23 parts and stuff, but no, we were taking the piss a little bit there, so it's definitely just two parts, and this will be the final part. So thanks for coming back, and I'm assuming you've checked out part one, which really covered side one of the album, Uh, so we're going to cover side two. And the last six tracks on the album. So the tracks we're going to talk about are All God's People, These Are the Days of Our Lives, Delilah, The Hitman, Bijou, and The Show Must Go On. So we will take a wee critical eye over these tracks and an honest
1: opinion of the tracks. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that right?
0: Definitely. Aye.
1: Nice one. Nothing but honesty Um, here, man. Yeah. We've been lying up to now, but this time we're going to be honest. We better better start telling the truth. Absolutely. Um, So before we go
0: any further, I did make a big boo-boo by not doing this last time, and a big shout out to the Deep Dive Podcast Network. So we have Sabbath Bloody Podcast, the Deep Purple Podcast, Skinned Reconsidered, and of course the Governor, as Paul rightly pointed out, T-Bone Mathley, who has put all this together really for the Deep Dive Podcast Network. And he's actually got his own podcast coming out pretty soon. I saw the tweet um, a few weeks ago and um, given his connections and the people he's worked with through the years, I think that will be definitely something to look out for. You know, um, his resume is fantastic. You know, Hall & Oates, uh, Hmm. you know, Steve Cropper, um, Doobie Brothers, things like that. So there's definitely going to be something interesting coming out of that. Um, Steve Cropper I just always I, I know he's done so much yeah, like good point, stuff brothers. in music but I just always like the Blues Brothers every time oh, and yeah. I, one of my favourite Steve Cropper bits actually in the Blues Brothers is when they're doing Stand By Your Man and it's just a wee close up to him and he's just doing a wee thing with his shoulders oh, you know, just just, thing. just <laughs> absolutely brilliant <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> uh, movie man oh fantastic movie again another movie that's all oh, massively overdue I watch one of my favourite movies actually. oh aye. yeah, I yeah really good doubt. movie Mm-hmm. Fantastic music, fantastic uh, Aye. you know, script, everything about it's just absolutely yeah.
2: Fre- Freddie's favourite singers in
0: it as well. That's, Aretha Franklin. That's uh, Aretha. Yeah. She's fantastic in it. she's she's actually brilliant in it. She's absolutely amazing in it. I don't know where I'm going with this because this is clearly a queen podcast. I'm talking about the <laughs> Blues Brothers now, so we better, we better <laughs> move on. But before I do move on, I want to say a big thanks to Rye at Sabbath Body Podcast for really really kinda keeping us kind of um, engaged, but but actually engaging others as well on our behalf and, and really kind of really championing us. It's really, really humbling. And, and thanks to everyone associated with the Deep Dive Podcast Network. It's, as Paul tweeted today, you know, it was a bit half of a joke that we would do this podcast. And then here we are a few months later and we're, we're at our final one of this series. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we've got people actually listening to it. So it's quite amazing. So thanks to everyone who's um, taking time to listen to us and, and giving us feedback on on Twitter. Not all your opinions are our opinions and vice versa, but it's still great to actually get a bit of a conversation going and, and see how you feel about things. So, yeah, thank you. Right, so we are going to move on. We're going to talk about the rest of Anuendo. so those six tracks that we talked about at the very start there. A um, few wee things that just to kind of give a bit more background uh, to, to this this period in, in time. Is obviously November nineteen ninety, you might be aware of this, that Queen signed that big Hollywood records deal. Um I think it was worth ten million dollars, I think it was at the time. And um so it was really interesting that, you know, because obviously Queen are signing this brand new deal for America uh, the US and of course Freddie's out and you know, everyone associated with Queen knew that and signed mm-hmm. this deal for this this new album. Neil. So it's really interesting, and and hear Jim Beach talking about it on Days of Our Lives, um, how he had to go and explain to to the sort of CEO of Disney who owned Hollywood Records mm-hmm. that yeah, singers terminally ill, and you know, so what a situation to get in? Right. Um, I know um, just from reading a few things, and you gents might might be aware of this as well that there was a bit of a conversation between the the ceo of disney and and the, the sort of um the head of of hollywood records and the conversation was along the lines of well a singer aye. in a band the dying has never hurt sales so aye, aye. as cynical as that is there's a lot of truth to it and obviously yeah. we see we did see how how queen's music was propelled after Freddie's death yeah. so um so but a bit of a kind of cynical kind of like kind of yeah. background to it, but it's, it's 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 the truth ultimately, I suppose, at the end of the day. Um one thing I was looking at actually, I don't know if you gents, you know, you know, obviously preparing for the podcast, you'll maybe look at a few videos and read a few things and just to get maybe a bit more background, or to remind yourself of a few things. Um, but I was I was going on a bit of a, a bit of a YouTube trip last night and looking at all the Hollywood remixes, Hollywood records remixes of certain tunes. And if you just do a Google, uh, just do a, a YouTube search for Hollywood Records Queen, then you'll get all these remixes of songs. Some of which I'd already heard before, but some of which I hadn't heard before. So it's quite interesting. You remember the Stone Cold Crazy remix? Trent Reznor did it. I think it was in it was in California, man. Trent Reznor mixed it. Aye, uh, remixed it. The right. they did a really industrial sounding version of Stone Cold Crazy. All right. Um, okay. So that was in that movie. Um, I think it's called the Encino Man. And aye. US, but it's called California, man. Yeah, but yeah, that's in, that's in that movie and it was remixed for that. Then you've got the We Will Rock You one, the Rick Rubin remix, where he actually he remixed it and he actually got Chad and Flea, uh, Chili Peppers, to do a wee bit on the end of it. It's, it's right, kinda, yeah. kinda, it's, so there's lots of remixes, but some of them uh, I heard were, um, there's another remix of Stone Cold Crazy where they've really kind of tried to modernise the drum sound and all that. They've kind of re-mixed re, mm. re it, it. So some of them are interesting. Um, mm. I mean the original versions are, are what we'll probably <laughs> like. But anyway, for, for anyone out there that's wanting to kinda of hear these tracks go and have a wee, a wee look. And obviously Hollywood records are really trying to get Queen back into into the mix in America. And I think that was one of the reasons getting getting these remixes done a more kind of US flavoured kind of kinda of sound to, to some of the songs. You know what the anyway. us sort of my be- Ah, of, they re, re- you know, Bellsons, the real uh, Bible. Bible. that's right. No. Well, Aye, right. right. for the American American audience, it's a more a more a fat sound and stuff. Aye, yeah. absolutely, yeah. definitely. Anyway, just a, a few other things. I mean, just interviews with Roger. Roger talking about the album as well. You know, talking about how he felt that the fans wanted something a bit a bit more organic from the band. You know, he said they want they were felt that the fans were wanting something a bit more a bit more of a thicker sound. You know, the drums and the bass and know back in there and um, I don't think he's wrong in that <laughs> you know, no. I think we would agree, we would agree with that absolutely um and Brian May just you know at the time saying it was one of the best things they did in a long time um and he, he, he said they were sort of re- rediscovering their youth a little bit on this album which was interesting mm-hmm. so anyway just a few weeks, a few wee can kind have of bits bits and bobs to, to <clears> bore you with before we actually start coming into to talking about the tracks so gents, um, take it back through have you went back through the whole album or just these tracks or how, how have you how have you prepared for this one?
1: Um, uh, well, you go first, Paul. Back back through the whole album again. Um, uh, um Doing this podcast is one of one of the uh, the things that I've started doing again is listening to whole albums. Um rather than just picking tracks and making a playlist or whatever. Um so <laughs> Even though today we're only doing, one what, you know uh, six songs. I've, I've, I've just re-listened to the whole album again. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, so uh, retraining training myself um, and on how to properly listen to music. You know, <clears throat> so it's been good that way. I mm-hmm. it's.
2: I've the. Uh, I listened to the album. Christ, I've listened to this album about five, five six times anyway, you know, in the past maybe week or so or whatever. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I kind of focused on on those, the, this next bunch of tracks basically because, you know, we kind of done those those other ones. But yeah, I'm obviously familiar with it anyway. But yeah, that's, that's exactly what I did and uh, try to really give it as much, you know, scrutiny as I could, you know, try to be as honest with myself as well about these songs, you know, because I know there's a yeah. lot of... There's a lot of emotion behind this album and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you know, I think we've all been very honest, even, you know, when times where it, you know, maybe hurt some people, but at the end of the, the, end of the day, <laughs> hurt some feelings and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, you've got to call it how you see it and stuff like that. So, yeah, sorry, that's, yeah. that's probably a bit of a long winded way to say that I listen to the, <laughs> that side and then they <laughs> listen to the first side.
0: So, there you go. No. No, I've been long winded in my whole intro, Joe. So don't worry about it, man. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely sound, man. Anything anything changed? Um, just just uh, you know, we, we did the first six, of course, and assuming you've listened to those those tracks again, is is having recorded the last one mm-hmm. or the previous one? Would you change anything you'd said on that original podcast? Is there is there anything that you would having had a fresh listen again? Is there anything you? Nah, it... No,
2: nope. I don't. I don't think so. No, No. Nope. I, I don't think so. Um Like I said, I just I know the songs inside out pretty much anyway. So yeah. you know, I, all, all I did when we, we did the first part was really just re, really re, you know, familiarise myself with stuff I already knew anyway. You know, like picking nuances of, you know, like we normally do. You know, instruments that they played parts and you know and stuff. But no, I would stay exactly exactly the same. Pretty much, yeah. I yeah. Would,
1: yeah same same um -hmm. no nothing's changed really there's nothing oh god i wish i'd said that or 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 my opinions on the tracks haven't changed in any way shape or form Um, Mm -hmm. okay yeah
0: no i just thought i would ask because it's a it's a chance to kind of um because i wonder i wonder for a year's time when i listen back to these podcasts um if i do um i'm sure i will one day you know and um I wonder how my opinions will sit. say, a year from now compared to where they Mm. were were this year, Um, but uh, no, I just thought. I know it's only been a week, right (laughs) enough. So it's it's unlikely your opinions are going to have changed within a week. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I was the same. I've just been listening to. uh, I've actually just been focusing on the on on this side of these six tracks rather than the whole album. and it's more most, most so just because of time more than anything else. Um, but I think it's it's good as, you know, you guys are listening to the full album as well, because you get, you get to feel the context of the songs and, you the, know, and the context yeah, of the yeah. full album, you yeah, know. So, so that, that does make a lot of sense. Um, not to say we're not going to c- compartmentalise each song and actually talk about them as they stand. Of course we will. But yeah, sometimes you need that flow to, to, for things to make more sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I think we'll, we'll get we'll get to it. Let's let's start talking about the the track. So we're going to come to the first track, which is "All God's People." Um, but a background to this one, I'm sure you gents know this very well. Um, this was originally intended for the Barcelona album, you know, the Freddie and Montserrat Caballé mm-hmm. album. Um, and uh, so obviously Mike Moran, who was the co-writer on that album is actually a co-writer on this song as well and plays the keyboards and a lot of the parts on this song. So that's, that was its original intention. Um, and it finds its way onto, onto Queen's last album here. So what I'm going to do, uh, Joes, I'm going to come, come to you first uh, about this song. Um, yeah. Talk, talk to us about this one.
2: Well, first, first off, definitely a, there's a difference in Freddie's voice that I noticed right away. So it, it's very obvious that this was written when Freddie's health wasn't yeah. as bad, Early. you know, yeah. earlier and he, yeah, mm-hmm. and his diagnosis or whatever. Because it's very much the akin to the the, the the most powerful Freddie that we know, you know, with the the grit and stuff like that. Um, but besides that, I mean, I mean, it's a second attempt at a sort of got, well, as a second attempt at a gospel song, so. And I think for that, the vocal, I mean, I can't fault the vocal performance on it. I think that the vocal performance mm-hmm. is outstanding, you know what I mean? It's like, that that's the number one reason it makes me want to listen to it, because I don't really think it's that great, if I'm honest, as a song, but I think the vocals are glaring, the, the glaring, you know, the, the prize of the whole thing, you know what I mean? It, it just makes, it makes you want to listen to it. Like we said before, Freddie can sing shit songs in the past, but there's somehow a you just want to listen to him because the guy sounds great. But anyway, the, um, it's uh, uh, you know I, the, I love the, the the kind of bluesy middle section in it where it kind of breaks down and it goes into the, the piano. And again, you hear the piano, and it just it just takes me back to to the stuff that I love. You know, when you hear that piano, and you you can just see Freddie sitting. Although you said it was uh, Fred Mandel that played the, is it Fred Mandel? it? Oh no, sorry,
0: it's Mike Moran. Sorry, sorry, Mike Moran. Piano could could have been Freddie though, no, but I think it was mostly was for Mike Moran. All so, right, okay, but so
2: I'm not 100. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Anyway, but it just makes me think of Freddie sitting playing it, and when I have that yeah. vision in my head, it makes me feel happy because I, I just I just picture the guy playing the piano and just doing his thing. That's brilliant. Um, it's uh, it's one of those ones for me. It kind of is what it is. Do you know what I mean? It kind of sits a wee bit odd in the album for me. It's one of the two tracks on the album it just kind of feels as if it's, it's kind of shoehorned in a wee bit in vibe but again that's me just being a bit bit of an arsehole about it I, I genuinely no, don't think, it, no, I, don't I, think so. I, I, I don't think it's a bad track or anything like that and it's a uh, you know that is what it is it's a Paul it's a Paul uh, it's a Paul it's a Paul one it, is, it kind of is what it is but I
1: don't really have much much more to add to it really we we're talking about uh, Michael Legg was talking about merchandise, wasn't he, during the week? Oh, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, So we get a t shirt, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> right. getting, get
2: quotations from each of us in a t shirt. Aye, I like that. Oh, I, before, before we move on, I will say it's weird because obviously, like you mentioned, David, it was written, you know, in the, the Barcelona sessions and stuff, and it was intended to possibly go on that record. Um, it's kind of weird because it's like, it's all about God and you know, we're all God's people, and it's kinda of get that, that very kind of sickly vibe that the medical a lot of miracle songs had. And that's another thing, it just jars this album because the, you know, you've got songs like Is there any kind of god or justice under the sky? <laughs> yeah, and then you yeah. and then you've got this about six songs later or five songs later, whatever it is. And it's just kinda of like, come on, man, kind of, maybe I thought that out a wee bit better. <laughs> do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's kinda of contradictory again, but like nowhere near you know, offensive like the way, like the miracle was, no, 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 the no. Khashoggi ship, and then obviously you know the miracle, you know a, a war, a war monger, and you know talking about peace and you know end yeah. to war and stuff. But yeah, that's all I've got to say about it, really.
1: <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so, All oh God's people, I, I I actually really like this song. Um, the, there's three things that religion has given us. That are actually good, and that's Whoa. architecture, architecture, Renaissance art, and gospel music. Uh, I don't I know, know way, okay, okay, and right. Because. Rest it, shite. Without, <laughs> without gospel music, we've not really got any blues, and without blues, we don't have rock and roll, and therefore, we're not sitting here talking about a rock band. a um, story. Eh? So. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a purer form of gospel than somebody you love, um, but um, the, the, I, I, they just missed out slightly because the 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 synth in here where there, there should just be piano. Aye, I totally agree. It should just be bluesy gospel type piano, and then it would it would it would be perfect. Um, I, I agreed. Uh, Freddie's voice is, is thicker, so it's obviously a lot earlier, um, and, and and in terms of his illness um, and all that, and just that you know, the the bit when he when he just sings, then I then I went into a dream. Just the way, it's just so beautiful, so, so so bluesy, and it's a ty- It's not something you associate much with Freddie, that kind of bluesy style, but it it, it, it nails it. You know, so maybe you know we said before, maybe Freddie wasn't much a blues singer. Maybe he was, and he just didn't, uh, give, didn't, didn't give himself a chance or whatever. Uh, of course, we talked about the miracle. Obviously, side- I, I want to all. Sorry, being a bit more of a bluesy. Yeah. Oh attack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think when we were talking about sleeping in the Sidewalk, I, I think the fact it was me that said maybe Freddie singing that wouldn't wouldn't be a good idea. So maybe maybe I made a mistake. Maybe, maybe, been, yeah. maybe he would have been good at it. Um Guy was good but, at most things, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and uh, I, I love the the guitar tone Brian's got here. Really thick and bluesy, really, mm. you know, um almost to the point where I was thinking maybe uh, there's something different, uh, maybe a different guitar or a different amp or something. Just so thick. Um and not that biting tone that he normally, you know, he has normally. Mm-hmm. Um, just very thick and you know uh but regardless, it, whatever he's playing and what he's whatever he's playing through, it's great. Um and uh, I, I love the the, the kind of fade out thing where Freddie, you know, he, he starts singing We're all Gods, We're all God uh, just like mm-hmm. he, now I now i hear vibe. Hmm. you know nah, just, like, okay. just a just a wee a be hint at stuff that going by you know I really, I really like just I really like the sense at that but
0: actually the yeah, yeah that's the,
1: the, the one bit programming bit uh, the do, 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 yeah. back do, actually works that but really yeah well. Um but in the verses I, I think the sense just it's mm. just keeping it, it yeah, it doesn't belong in a gospel song. A synthesizer shouldn't have be been a gospel bloody song. Nah, to I all. totally agree. Uh, a piano, yeah. But, but um, you know, they, they could they could have. I, I don't know if Mike Moran's any good at gospel piano, but uh, your man Fred Mandel for the works, get him in to do it because he's. He's shit hot, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's yeah. brilliant, man. Shit hot. Um, but anyway, uh, nitpicking because it, it is a good track. Um, the vocal performance is, you know, the. the the absolute uh, key here, really, because it's a gospel song. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the vocals that you're concentrating mm-hmm. on. The the music's meant to, you know, just enhance things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I I really like this. Um, I, can't, I I I'm trying to remember where I was with it when I bought the LP. I might have skipped us, you know. I, I, I think I did, you know, man. I, I think I might have, but you know, as you get older, you you know your taste changes and all that. Um, but yeah, I, it's a it's a great track. I, I, I do enjoy it, and I, I certainly know skipping it now. Um, so what about you, Dave? <laughs> the usual.
0: I mean, you've you you've nailed a lot of the points. I had um, the the synth work is is really. Is, is really poor at times, and like it's exactly what you said Paul. Um, and the the verses, the, it's 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 pretty lame, I have to say. Mm-hmm. um And and obviously, even music wise, everything's programmed right up until Roger comes in with the drums on that bluesy bit that
1: Joe talks yeah. about. Yeah, do right. you know? I, I, da, 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 da. Yeah. That's the first time yeah. you hear real drums. Yeah. Do you know? It's funny because I, I was listening to the track earlier this morning, and and I, I and I was about to message you guys saying, you know, am, am I being mental or is this a drum machine? No, oh, definitely is I definitely, then, definitely uh, is a drum machine. I, and yeah. it, and almost like that. In fact, I typed most of it out, and then you hear what is quite quite clearly Roger coming in with that big fill. Yeah, and I'm like, no, that's live drums. So yeah. I, I just scrubbed it, but it's interesting that you <laughs> say that up, up to that point. Up to that yeah. point, it's a drum machine, yeah, because yeah, absolutely, you can you can hear it. Um, so I'm I, I'm not going mental, you know.
0: No, and and I think that's that's the that's the, you know, I know Freddie worked with Mike Moran. Uh, I think he worked with well on the he's he, Mr. Bad Guy, as well yeah. as um, yep. Barcelona. Um. I know he certainly did on Barcelona, but don't quote me on. People have been asking us to do this whole albums. When <laughs> we do that, then we'll <laughs> we'll be able to clarify these things. And and because you know I'm not, I guess I'm making mistakes here, but that obviously on Mister Bad Guy, it was all programmed instruments. Mm-hmm. Then you get to uh, Barcelona. I know I'm digressing a little bit here, but I'm coming to a point. You get to Barcelona, and you've got one of the best opera singers in the world and everything's programmed. I yeah, know, yeah. it's a bit of
2: a cop-out, man.
0: I know they rectified that because they brought out the orchestral version because they stripped back it right. all, and they actually did it with an orchestra, and we recorded mm-hmm. Barcelona with a, a full orchestra. I think that was about 10 years ago, was it? Something like that. Maybe a wee bit longer. And you hear the difference. You hear the sonic difference, the quality. Yeah. You're like real instruments behind these tracks, You know, especially the title track, which is obviously the highlight of the album. There's, there's no doubt of that. No, not at all. But then you that, so then you, you you've got a song from Barcelona and we'll get Mike Moran involved again in this album and you've got programmed stuff again. You've got Roger sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, as Paul rightly pointed out, and that's what Adam. I know, it's, get the piano on this song, you know, get the get a more organic feel. So it, it's this obsession with 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 programmed instruments that that unfortunately even on Innuendo, as good as this album is, it's still it's still there, and you're just. It's a wee bit disappointing. However, do I dislike the song? I don't dislike the song. I don't particularly like it that much, but I don't dislike it. It's not a bad song, but the points you've both made, the execution of it, if, if it was better, then it would have just enhanced the song so much more. And it does sound great. And it is obvious, it's been recorded long oh, before the other tracks, you know. even
2: It's even got a, a different vocal production. The vocals ah, sound, uh, they sound different. Yeah,
0: yeah. Different, yeah, yeah. They, yep. they, do, like,
2: like, they actually, I think, obviously, there's been different compression. And obviously, because different, it's different mics were probably used. Different, and, different studio yep.
0: would have been probably. Uh, I'm yeah. assuming. Different, different I, I, You know, I exactly. don't know if any stats were laid down in the Miracle sessions, maybe even. you know, um, I had that in my notes. It, I, I, said, yeah. I, I said this, this could I
2: possibly have possibly done. It sounds like the Miracle's vocal productions. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. The, 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 so, quite possibly, because I know they yeah. went to Montreux fully. Uh, yeah. For for um, annuendo, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. So that could be the reason. But um, the the track itself, um, just to finish up, um, it, it's it's a bit too musical for me. It sounds like it should be, it would be in a musical, All and I think right, it's definitely. because of the the synths that we talked about. If it was more mm-hmm. organic, it would just sound like a gospel blues song, and it doesn't. It sounds a wee bit more like something you would see on a stage and everyone dancing about, and so it's a wee bit. It's definitely not one of that is It's, it's the, the it's one of the weaker moments on this album for me certainly. And and right. Joe's right. taking the words right out of my off my page to be honest about the fact that it does seem like it's shoehorned in, and it very much does. I mean, the album is fifty five minutes long, I believe. There's no that's a reason lot, to Aye, uh, yeah, that's the no longest we in. Surely, yeah. Does it doesn't I need I to be it, there? You think you're right, Joe? There's it, it, no reason for it to be on there. So yeah. uh, you know, it, it's it does feel very shoehorned, and I and I, I agree with Joe on that one.
2: I don't hate it. It doesn't ruin the album, mm-hmm. but it's just a wee bit odd that it's on the album. I can. I, I would also say as well. Uh, there's parts. I hate to say the guy's name because I, you know, what he's, what I believe he's done and stuff like that. But a lot of this uh, sounds like Michael like Michael Jackson to me as well. I could. I don't know. I could hear Michael Jackson, Jackson doing so, this, man. Aye. aye, I could hear Michael Jackson doing this definitely.
0: Aye, aye, aye. Possibly, aye, aye. Um. But anyway, I suppose that's that's All God's People. It's first track on side two. Oh I know we're doing side one and side two again, but um CD age at that point. But anyway. Yeah, we'll ah. just roll with it, man. Nah. We're, we're, old. we're old, we're old. Exactly. We're old. Turn the tape over, flip the vinyl, whatever. And then we're moving on to These Are the Days of Our Life, so a Roger Taylor track. Um, uh, background to this, as as most people will know, he wrote this about his kids and kind of looking back on, you know, as a, a slightly older man and looking back on, um, you know, reflecting really on 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 life, really. Um, so obviously, you know, people that are not Queen fans and maybe not aware probably think this is more to do with Freddie and you know Freddie wrote um, it and it was, but of course it's not. That's that's been associated after the fact. Projecting. So that's, that, Exactly. So that was original. Um, I can't, but, but I suppose I'll start things off here and let you guys come in. Um, I've got a, a lot of notes about this song. I have to say, um, again, programmed conga drums. Again, yeah. get the real, get the real drums in there. You know. And I know everybody's going to say, ah, "You're talking about one of the best songs." It's right, Okay, whatever. Uh, this is, Joe rightly said, we're going to be honest and we're going to tell it like it is. They, they. They don't sound terrible, I have to say, but they, it just would have been better if there was. Absolutely, Roger yeah. was doing the drums, you know. Um yeah, totally. Um, there's not musically, there's not a lot to pick out in this. I would say the the guitar is the absolute hero of this song, other than Freddie's vocals in terms of the just instrumentation because Brian plays fantastic on this. And he's really tasteful in his playing, as he usually is, in fairness. Um, You know, the way, even just the wee power chord bits, Mm. just wee subtle bits in the background. Um, And the solo is just absolutely beautiful. It's one of the best things on this album. It's just amazing. It sounds fantastic. It's just, he's got a lovely sound of his guitar, but the feeling... And it's playing, the, the note choices, the melody, everything about it just, is just fantastic. And it's, it's, it's one of the best things about the song. Um, the, again, coming back to instrument choices on it, um, when you get to the end, I've got those Christmassy bells, ding, ding, Aye. ding. Again, take them out. They, 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 to me, they again, it just really dates it. Um, there's another another very famous example of that, and it's on uh, "Kayleigh" by Marillion. <laughs> ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I, I wish I wish they weren't in the song because I like Kayleigh. Kayleigh's just a pop song. It's you know obviously Marillion being you know the big prog band that they were and still are, but it's just a pop song. I get it, but these we ding, 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 and it's the same here. Just they just don't sound good. They sound really don't cheap. That? Don't add anything. Exactly, Joe. They they're not adding much into it, so take them out, man. Um, Freddie sounds beautiful on it. It's the way he softens his voice, and this song is is just, you know, and, and it, he's really taking Rogers' words, and, and he's making them like 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 he he, he sings them like he did write them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's what Freddie always does. Not just in this album. I yeah. think every yeah. company, he, he sings them like they're his words. And he's a gift man, hey? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he's he's one of the best at that. Doesn't matter who's who's written these these words, he'll he'll bring it out, you know. And just yeah. just just so that's why the guy's the best, you know. Um, lots of reasons why he's the best. But this fantastic on this. Um, and the wee licks over the last chorus, just the, the Brian does does mm-hmm. just as it's ramping up towards it, get the end of the song, is just beautiful as well. Um. And the clean guitars, even right at the end.
1: Just mm-hmm.
0: the wee lovely wee bits, you know. And so he's using lots of different tones on this this song. And other than that, other than Freddie's vocals and what Brian's doing on the guitar, the rest of the instrumentation's pretty right, non-existent almost. It's just yeah. it's just synth chords held down. Yeah. There's not a lot going on. So it is all about Freddie and it is all about Brian on this song. And the two of them are fantastic on this song. Um, a few changes I would make instrumentally, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying I would necessarily busy the song up with loads of instrumentation, but I think a few a few key choices in terms of <laughs> you know um you know taking the sparkly things out and all the rest of it would have uh, would have improved the song. But just to summarize and let you guys come in, it's it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song, and the, and even the, the stuff that I'm mentioning that could have been could have been improved upon. Does not ruin the song? The song still a it's still a really great song, and I still really enjoy listening to it. Um. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and of course, obviously, the video, everything attached to that, we'll maybe talk about that at some point. But anyway, I've got to bring you guys and uh, Paul. Do you want to start us off? And then we'll, we'll bring Joe on here. Um, yeah. That
1: so on, on the album that this was a, after Freddie passed away. This this was the song that I found hardest to listen to. Or, or certainly the video, the hardest to watch. Um, it, it was har- most people have been the same, uh, eh? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. harrowing for me, almost to the point where I couldn't listen to it or, you know, watch the video, because it was, uh-huh. like, gr- grief, you know? Like, at, like, tears streaming down my cheeks, you know? And, it, um, and, and obviously, you know, uh, I'm not quite as bad these days, but... Um, it's still quite, quite difficult to listen to for, for me. Not, not any fault of the song. The song is absolutely beautiful, and I, I agree with David. Um, yeah, some some of the little sonic things are, you know, a, a bit unnecessary. Um, I, I, I like the fact that it, it's it's not overlaid in my instrumentation. It's it's a reflective song, so it yeah. should be kind of laid back and just. Somebody sitting thinking about their life and all that. So, in that, in that sense, it's pro- you know I, I think they, they they got the tone right. Um, and Brian, Brian, Brian's playing is just the guy. The guy's incredible. He's what he's, he's, he's the best. Uh, he's, he's the only I uh, the only guitarist. No
0: no that's a lie. He's not the only guitarist, but he's the most consistent guitarist for for getting that feeling out
1: of out yeah. himself. I think you gents are agreement yeah. in that. One, especially really. especially when he's when when it's uh a, a reflective or a sad type song. He just it knows yeah. he knows what notes. You know, it 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 just incredible. And actually John, John's bass is great in this as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, actually I really don't is. do that, so to mention that. Uh, <laughs> got wee, it just says bass on my notes uh, because uh, the bass player um, <laughs> just um, you know harkening back to maybe like Sally sweet sister that type of thing his bass is just mm-hmm. you know just in the background but you know just beautiful little runs he's doing and all that um, yeah it's a stunning song um, and again you know even though it wasn't written um you know, with Freddie in mind as such. It, it absolutely is about Freddie because his vocal performance is, is it, you know, it is about him and what we, you know, we, we put it on him, you know, after he died. So it really is. It's, uh, it's become a, a good, a, a, a kind of goodbye song. I know the show must go on as a goodbye song as well, obviously. Um, but, but it is a, a Freddie saying goodbye song. Um, uh, and obviously, it took on that mantle after he died. Um, it wasn't specifically written with, with that in mind. Uh, but just ugh, heartbreaking, um, but beautiful. Yeah. That'll be you, Joe. Uh, I, uh, you guys call yeah, it a song, I, I, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Most hated Queen song
2: next to uh, Pain is So Close to Pleasure. <laughs> uh, no, this is uh, I, I can't I can't add anything because you guys said everything that I was going to say. So I don't really have anything other than the fact that uh, I think the songs again. I think it's a, a beautiful song, but there should have been a piano in there, man, instead of a synth, man. See if it had mm-hmm. been a piano in there, it would have made the song peak. Uh, and as as a powerful song, and but I, I, I genuinely really don't like the crap conga, the program parts and stuff, just, they just don't do anything for the song, it just I, oh, I say it quite a lot, it just cheapens the track for me and it's bloody mm-hmm. disgraceful because it's, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful song Um, I, well, I can't really add anything else musical, so I'll tell a wee story, right, I won't bore you too long with this, right, but just about the impact that the video had and stuff like that I can remember um, seeing this video for the first time, I can't remember where it was, I just remember I was in my living room and I was sitting with my dad. Now, just to give people a, a, a little, uh, <laughs> a quick lesson on on my dad, um, my dad's very much a, a Glaswegian, you know, kind of guy, you know, n- no bullshit, you know, kind of, yeah, just get on with it, you know. Don't like, show emotion unless it's dad, hand, I, 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 <laughs> Absolutely. He's your typical, you know, old school Glaswegian guy, you know, just go to the pub after your work, you know, everybody's a bastard you know that that's, <laughs> you know the the beatles were better than everybody you know shut your mouth that kind of guy right so anyway with that said i was watching this in in my my I stayed in my dad so i would have been 12 years old 12 years old so i was a young kid at the time and i was watching it and obviously being young and stuff like that you know that that affected me especially the bit at the end you know which is obvious that's always a bit that gets everybody right? he, he kind of looks into the camera and stuff like that and it, it's I'm gonna swear it's fucking heartbreaking, man. It really is. Um, but anyway, we all know that. So I just remember, you know, that bit in the video and being like, geez, oh man!" And I actually turned round and my dad was my dad's eyes were watering. No, David, you know my you know you knew my dad, right? No, my dad. That's not characteristic. i have never seen my dad cry. I never even seen my dad cry when his mother died, right? And he was really close to his own mother. He probably did, obviously, but not in front of me. But my, yeah. that that made my dad actually try... He actually, he actually put his hands up and kind of started messing about with his face to kind of shield his face because then he wanted to see it. So that goes to show that how powerful that part and that, that video was that it made that guy... The only time in the, the whole history of me knowing him from a kid, you know, that's the only time I've ever seen my dad close to like tears coming down his face. So, I mean, it was powerful, man, you know, and it's just, it's just like, how would he say that? I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never been affected by anybody else in my life to that extent. And I know Paul said it uh, in the, the first part to the Ineendo pod about grieving Freddie more than, you know, he grieved people uh, in his own family they'd passed on. Mm. And to a degree, there's, there's something to be said there, man, because, you know, I mean, I'm the same, man, this, this, I can look at, Pictures of my dad and my mum and I don't get like teary-eyed or stuff. And both my parents are gone. You know, they died. Died. My mum died. I want to get into my detail, be grim, but both of them are away. (laughs) Both of them are away, and you know, I can look at pictures of them. But every time I still see that video, I'm like, fucking hell! I'm
1: like clearing
2: my eyes and stuff. So I just showed you how powerful that you know, the the important the guy was, you know, and how honest he was in his music. So, but that's all I can really add because I can't really add anything. But you said that oh, I think that the solo is beautiful, man. And yeah. I think I think this album in general has May's best guitar playing on it. That's sorry, uh, that's it's incredible. Nah, so that grammy, I'm sorry, <laughs> it
0: is. And, and that's the thing, I mean, is kind of the point. No, no, not at all, Joe. That's it's not, as good. I, th- I think, like I say, I think this is why it's two parts, you know, because I knew this was going to evoke. You know a lot, of, a lot of emotion in all of us, and, and you know we would have backgrounds to to most of the songs on this album. Um But yeah, I mean, just just again, I know I've said it, but I don't feel I can say it enough. But even the you know Brian's guitar work on this, it's the same as, it's almost the same feeling you're getting looking at in that video. Yeah, yeah. When mm-hmm. Brian's playing is just putting hairs in the back of your neck. It's yeah. making you so emotional, just as emotional, uh, maybe not just as emotional, but certainly. Certainly very emotional anyway, just yep. listening to his playing. He- he- it, it heightens it, it heightens the emotion. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if that plane wasn't in that song, you might just be looking at, if, if the guitars were really rained in and it was just, you know, very incidental, or, or maybe there wasn't even a soul in it or something, you would just, it, it the song adds, wouldn't even have half, half impact it, it has, you know. It elevates um, it man. definitely. 100%. But, um. But um, the video, I—I I mean, I think at the end of what we're going to discuss, obviously, you know, um, how things obviously turned out later in the year, obviously with Freddie, and um, there's a week of things I'm going to mention about the video, but I'll leave it till till we get to that point as well. Um, so that's these are the days of our lives, and uh, obviously, massive track for even non-Queen fans. You know, it's it's, it's one of these these standout tracks. Um, but yeah, beautiful track. But not without its flaws. <laughs> just, be <a laughs> oh, cynical, just be a cynical. Just be a get around. <laughs> it's,
2: not, it's not that, it's not that we're, we're getting down on the song, we just wish it no. I just we just wish it just yeah. had that more a wee bit yeah. more of that heart in it, musically, like, like instrumentally, <laughs> not musically, yeah. but instrumentally.
0: Yeah. Few, it's kinda like you look at a track like Innuendo, the actual title track, you're like they got everything right. Even yeah. the synths on it are, are, are belong and everything's in the right place and it's yep. if that, that same ethos could have been applied to this, it would have been
1: such better, so much better. It's very simple, uh, you get more feel if human beings are playing yeah. instruments, you know, right. stripes, especially well, sharp instruments.
0: But you could argue that as a human being playing the synth, though, ah, uh, but it's a sound, I know uh, what Paul's saying, it's a uh, synthetic uh, sound, isn't uh, it? It's I uh, 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 quite a no, challenge, to be
1: a knob, uh, quite <laughs> a challenge of weight, <laughs> um, yeah. If, if a human being was playing those congers, you know, you may, yeah, I do I, I It's one of these things. That it's like, it's an argument, isn't it, between digital and analog and all yeah. that? You know, they both get their
2: pros and they both both get good,
0: bad points. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you. I mean, you look at a song like Radio Gaga, which is fundamentally mostly synthetic instruments, if you want to say, yeah. call it that, and and it's got it feeling, it's got, it's and it yeah. sounds great. So there is a way you can do it. You know, I just don't think. Again, and there's a few moments on the album that's that's kinda like that. All right, so we are gonna crack on, but before we do, we're actually recording this on the sixth of September. And yesterday was actually Freddie's birthday. So Freddie yeah. would have been seventy four. My god, uh, <laughs> Seventy four, man. Could you imagine a seventy four year old Freddie? <laughs> that's just babe, brilliant to see. You become, man. Yeah. And our parallel
2: universe is still there, man. Yep.
0: Yeah, well, that's it, yeah.
2: That's 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 hopefully. Wish scientists would just hurry up and fucking break into that other
0: dimension, <laughs> bring on through to the other side and get Freddie. Exactly, <laughs> ah, exactly. Um, but I know it's um, I so, uh, you know, there's a few guys on Twitter when we were kind of mentioning things, and uh, so I think it was Leighton on Twitter that said that, um, it, you know, there's not a week goes by that he doesn't think. I wonder if Freddie would have thought of that, or I wonder what he would be doing now, and I think probably most big Queen fans are like that you know I wonder what he'd have done and you know what he'd have went on to do and I guess what Queen would ultimately went on to do um, I've got a few theories myself which I'm not going to bore mm. anyone with but um, who knows nobody you know. knows you know nobody knows what would have happened and, and you can only guess and it's, I suppose it's fun to guess um, but anything else Anything? do you see anything interesting around about because um, there was quite a lot of cool tweets going out yesterday around about his birthday to celebrate. Anything you? anything you noticed Paul, mate, I saw something. He's more into the
2: Twitter
1: than me. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's it, just the the le- you know the everyone from every seeming walk of life, you know, certainly in Twitter, but acknowledged the the, the big man um, mm, quite yeah, rightly I, so, man. Almost everyone um, had, had something about him, you know, um, and that just goes to show what a what an absolute legend the guy was. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know. Maybe a lot of these people know him because he's an outrageous front man and all this and his lifestyle and all that. But, but you know, hopefully they, they know that he was... First a first human first, being. A human being, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and an incredibly accomplished musician and songwriter, you know. Aye. And, I, I and think that... And that was our mission statement from the start. That, that, that For that, us, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but,
0: I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people even just... Um, they might not necessarily be Queen fans. They might not dislike Queen, but they'll just know are Queen fans. But though, I, I, there's got to be loads of people out there that just see the odd clip of Freddie and just just smile and go, "That guy's cool." That guy's, and I think that's what it is a lot. They just there's something about Freddie. There's, there's just something you can, yep. you just find it really hard to dislike him. Cat is you know, massive. so I think exactly. Yep. So I think that's a lot of it. They're not necessarily big Queen fans, <laughs> like the odd track maybe here or there. But I think that's why yep. he's.
1: His memory, and that's why it's so big. Every you know, every time yep. we, we discuss him. Uh, um, my, my my, I've got two boys, uh, twelve and uh, seven, and they're captivated by Freddie. You know, mm-hmm. any time I've I've got something on or a DVD or whatever, that's know, And The latest one was the, the Montreal uh, gig, guy and they guy. they you know they they were into it. You know. Guy. Just, like the man's a star he's you know he's, he's just got that it was, it, that. It was actually that gig
0: up. it was actually that gig um, I think you borrowed it from Paul Devenne possibly the, the, the We Will Rock You gig
1: yeah, you yeah, know, the Montreal gig, and yeah, yeah. maybe we got it at the video show. I, yeah. I can't
0: remember. No, uh, but, uh, Paul, ga- Paul gave me it, first of all,
1: and then we used to rent out uh, the video. Show ah, that's at, right at that. fifty yeah, B yeah. or something.
0: Yeah. I think that was that was one of the things because I'd heard the tunes, but that was the first memory I have of seeing Freddie on stage. And I remember going out to school the next day and talking to my, my friend, who absolutely Joe's cousin, actually. Um aye, Paul. Um, Paul. I um, another Paul. Know this one. <laughs> and talking to him about. You know the moves he was doing, and this guy. You know, you just—I was, was just totally. I, I was talking about him like, 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 you know, in primary school to, to my friends. You know about how amazing he was. And, mm-hmm. but, um, I I mean, there's a few cool things on Twitter. I've, obviously, the uh, London Underground—they've got the they've really cool things that they put in the boards. Oh yeah, yeah. And they, mm-hmm. they they changed all the names of the stations to, to Queen tracks and all that, you know. And then I put Queen tracks in all the stations. I mean, that's again, it's just 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 really cool stuff. And I and the one. Um, Shows you Freddie at the Glasgow QMU Queen Margaret Union. Oh, yeah, day the yeah. The gig in nineteen seventy four. a picture of Freddie and and Brian and a few, kinda, few random of people in, the, in there. So they get three hundred and twenty quid for for doing the gig or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Um, I think. I may be wrong, but i I think I heard somewhere that Queen
2: loved playing the Apollo in Glasgow. I, I, think, oh, most, yeah, yeah. I think most. Like bands, I think, bands did. think yeah. most bands. did. That was one of the best places. In fact, so much yeah. so that I think there was a partition. That, uh, went about before it actually get shut down. Uh, and yeah, I think Queen were it. one of the bands that, that signed it to to, get, to save it. it. Yeah. Rod Stewart was Rod Stewart was definitely one of them. But
0: yeah, I think it would the, the Apollo seemed to be. I, I, I've not. There's a book about the Apollo, isn't there? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'm not. Not. I'm not actually read. I probably should. partly the dynamics. Uh, but, the band said that the dynamics were amazing in yeah. it. But what they, I think what they said about the crowds as well—they were kind of almost unforgiving as well. When, ah, you, when so you, you, knew were you were form, good, yeah, when you, you were on form, you were getting like all the, the you know the praise and the noise, all yeah. that. But when you weren't quite on it, they would let you know. Kind of thing. So about, I think so. I, I think by <laughs> respect, the, on, the honesty you know. of this, the Glaswegian
1: crowd, and, it's
2: still, and kind, it, it's still kind of
1: like that to this day, you know. And it, uh, ter- t- t- almost terrifying to think that. The balcony used to move when when right. everyone was jumping up <laughs> and down. That's why it got shut down, man, because it yeah. then <laughs> falls off. Everybody um, and the and, and, uh, and the stage was like twenty feet high. All oh, right, so it was, it was a, a high stage, so really right? high up stage, so right. you were kind of look, looking right up at the, right. you know. Was the, the,
0: what was the story? Was it was it Dave Lee Roth? Um, he, he was I don't know if Eddie was doing one of his solos or something, this was in the 70s and he, and he went he went um, outside, so the stage stories went outside oh, and, and, and the I don't know if he's got a fag or something the bowser's on with a little bat he's like, I'm the singer he's like, ah, I'm the singer we weekend bouncers like that, fuck off
2: mate <laughs> no chance especially, man especially at Magic Care, imagine David Lee off the way he looked then standing, <laughs> in, a, standing yes, in an alley like in Glasgow the guy's like, beat it mate
0: i'm <laughs> saying that man he was, he's a karate he's a karate expert man so the bouncer might he's i
1: don't
2: know if he was back then right enough but he is now i i know i'm yeah. not sure i'm not sure yeah matter. i
1: mean testament to uh, my only kind of frame of reference to how um it might have sounded as obviously the 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 quote live album uh, oh like aye, like aye, five, yeah yeah yeah. Um. And that that sounds massive. And apparently there was no overdubs done in that album. Aye, it I'm not a big fan but that, that album does Aye. sound fierce, man. It does.
0: I it, really, 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 kinda really? The nice Coldman, the it really co- the the nice.
2: the Cold, get the core like I don't know we got start on his days but I <laughs> was I was the first live band I ever saw in, in 1989. My dad took me to see them, man. So,
1: fucking heavy live. Seventy stuff. Seventy stuff. Surprisingly loud, even then. I, I saw them, the first time I saw them was about 90, I think it was, and I, and I, was, I was shocked at how heavy and how loud they were, you know, Aye. I was just expecting all the poppies kind of shit, you know, but no, yeah. still, still heavy, yeah. still loud, you know, fair enough, um, their albums how at you the same go, very, very good, but, yeah. so as we started talking about Freddie's birthday
0: and we finished up talking about Aye. his taste score, <laughs> 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 there you are, man, there you are, man, everybody's like, ah, man, I, maybe you should just wrap up with this podcast. <laughs> I, sack but sack I, the series
1: too. <laughs> if we were doing a five degrees, a queen, then, you know, I, I it played in Roger Taylor's first solo ah, album. Well, that's true. Now, yeah. are, so. Second solo album. Oh, the second one. Sorry. Yeah, I, second solo album. Anyway, we uh, suppose we better get back to talking about yeah. these, these
0: tracks. Eh? So next one up is Freddie's cat song. So Delilah, all about his, his pet cat. What's the, what's the breed the cat again? It's, it wasn't the one of his Persian one. It was a different. No, breed it's kind asshole. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Most cats are, right? mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know. Yeah, anyway, it's so, about his cat. So, Delilah. Um, <laughs> this is one of these songs that <laughs> it's kind of almost infamous. I suppose it's like when you mention innuendo, this is usually brought up. Um, is 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 a highlight a low light if you like, if you, like, if you like, um, whatever side you, you take on it. Um, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to start us off oh, with this. I <laughs> <laughs> I You, I, well,
1: be I gave, you, a, you I, being a cat lover I
0: and I gave I was gonna say I gave Paul party, didn't I? But I didn't I gave you party actually <laughs> oh, on I I the party. I gave you Delilah. <laughs> oh, <it's> ah <all> right. <laughs> sorry yeah. mate, you kick his ass. I'm going first. <laughs> I'll probably say everything that is
2: needed to say about it anyway. Maybe so. I, possibly <laughs> Right, right. Freddie's cat song, right? Number one, right, man, the guy Again, I get the way I go, all grim and stuff like that. But the guy was the guy was not long for the world at this point, right, man. So they gave the guy his song for, about his cat, man. So I, I can't put the boot into this thing, man. You know because I understand that that's what this is. It's just like the, get a, get a, get a guy the guy the cat song, man. Come on, just be fair here. <laughs> I don't really see this being on the album. Freddie wasn't out, but then uh, but then again, the <laughs> Invisible Man. So, aye, there's, there's hey, been oh, there's some, a few in there's, the past. <laughs> there's some uh, there's, there's questionable Snyders. There's been some yeah. questionable Snyders. Oh, I definitely dial is not the worst Queen song, man. No, 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 no not, a, not, by, uh, not by a long shot. No, not at all. But anyway, so musically, anyway, I mean, it's 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 a it's bare. There's hardly anything to it, right? But what I will say is. I think this again was recorded possibly when Freddie's health wasn't at its worst because his his vocals are very very strong yeah. and he's yeah. still got that, that that weight in his voice and there's the grit in his voice and there's nothing there's no reverb on it it's very you know it's very stark so you would hear it right away you would know it right away if it was if it was in these you know when he was properly like properly ill but I don't hear it in this actually I think he's this has been recorded you know maybe maybe medical somewhere between the medical and them going back and you know whatever. But anyway... Definitely
0: earlier al- prof- al- sessions, I Aye, can't. definitely,
2: definitely. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it is what it is, man. And I mean, it, uh, it's... Uh, I don't like it, but I'm not going to put the boot in it because I think that would be unfair because, because of what I just spoke about there before. I do... I will say one thing, though, that... um don't I get to get too, too bogged down on, you know, ripping into people in the band, but I thought it was a bit shit that Roger... Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for no. For no reason... For no reason, decided to say that he fucking hated this song. I mean, I mean, why? Why would you? And I, and I can't. Sorry, I'm really sorry, listeners. I can't remember the the exact run up to why he said it. But I'm pretty, if I remember correctly, it, it wasn't as if the guy was asked him, "What do you think of Delilah?" It was just a case. It just came out where. I hate that song. And I'm like, well come on, man. you didn't have to say that? You didn't you don't have to see. but Roger's guilty of that a lot, man. You know, saying mm. things saying really controversial things, you know, you're just like it's like it doesn't
1: make any sense. That's anyway, a, weird one, isn't it? a weird one, why would you even bring it up? Paul, anything to add into the mix here, man? Delilah, so Queen's second cat song. The first one being all dead, all dead, and unfortunately, oh, right. the, yeah, good point, huh? unfortunately, the <laughs> poor cat water. had, had uh, shuffled off the mortal coil. Um, but on this one, the, this particular cat's uh very much so, alive, and it's a celebration of its being alive, how much he loves <laughs> this cat. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but back in the day, this was a skipper for me, along with all God's people, you know. Um, but Still is. It's got, it's got charm, it, it's got, it joy. This man loves this fucking cat. <laughs> you know, he really <laughs> loves Delilah. Yeah. Um, and he's he sings his, his, his I guess he's, as he always does. His, his voice is, yeah, his amazing. voice is really good on it, man. Um, and and actually, Bryce is pretty cool. You know, kind of approximating the sound a cat makes. You know, the, the meow bit and all that um it's actually pretty cool you know um it it, it brings a smell to your faces and a an album full of um you know portents about life and death and all this kind of stuff it's it's a wee bit of levity you know it's a it's a song Uh, about how much a guy loves his cat and which is fair enough you know that this is queen that this is the kind of stuff queen does you know um they do heavy metal, but they also do, you know, wee quirky things like this. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, I can, I, you know, I, I can see why people, you know, I don't think anybody really hates it, apart from Roger, obviously. But, um, I, you know, I, it's, it is what it is. I'm taking it back <laughs> for you. You've used it twice already. <laughs> um yeah it's it, it's a, it's charming you know it's and uh and, and obviously after freddie died you're, you're, even this song takes on a kind of uh extra dimension doesn't it you know ah, yeah, of, that's true. oh, oh that's my true. god this man loves this cat man that's so sad you know that <laughs> nah, you know, the, poor man. delilah's life without you know freddie and all that you or know dad. Nah. Aye, aye. so nah, yeah down. That is what it is. You know, we'll do you they, do, that. Do you think the cat liked the song, but
2: do you think he played it to the cat? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did. <laughs> I'd like to think it, man. That'd be cool. That's last, I never thought of that. Uh, a cat, uh, maybe uh, he'd steady he Brian Dennis, so he could have got a cat solo, man. He could have just... <laughs> I agree. I need a mic.
1: I, I, I know. <laughs> <Robert>. <laughs> A cat
2: solo, man. Missed opportunity. the sword solo. the sword solo and uh, giving
0: a prize. A cat solo. I, missed, solo. I just like um, that bit in The Simpsons when Milhouse is trying to put all his cats into a, a hat because he's trying to get a <laughs> out, and they're all going like, and he'll start scratching his face.
2: Uh,
1: aye, solo. aye. Exactly, aye. Aye. <laughs> oh, cat yeah. solo. Missed opportunity, man. Cat Gold. Do <laughs> <laughs> anything else, Paul? Sorry. No. Just you know, I I, I actually kind of feel sorry for the. As, was it 11 of other cats he had at the time? You know, I mean, ah, they they, they don't a even get mention, That's a bit. But, you know, it'd have been a,
2: it's, a, it's, a long it's, song it's, title if it was <laughs> called Jemima, <laughs> Dalila, Daisy. Oh, uh, <laughs> album that's a concept <laughs> record. That, cats. Fred, ask me if Freddie <laughs> would have been doing if he was still alive. He would have been concept records about his cats, man. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> would it, I would buy it anyway, I, just I, to I check it out. Aye, right,
0: just to Absolutely. check it out. <laughs> I would buy it. Cool. Uh, I Agree with Paul, I think the guitar sound on this is, is really, really cool. And actually the guitar playing is really cool on it. Um, and it's got that kind of proggy sound to it, you know, that kind of 80s, you know, the Rothery kind of sound mm-hmm. to it, you know, that really reverb kind of, um, you know, the Gilmorey kind of sound to it, you know. And, and I think when we get to talk about a couple of tracks later, I think. The, the influence of modern guitarists on on Brimey is really prevalent in, in, in the next couple of tracks which we'll we'll get to that um, I, I definitely don't hate that song I, I, and it actually makes me smile I'm kind of with Paul on this mm-hmm. one it's one of the ones because I listen, when I was listening to it again last night it, it was it was make me happy to listen to it mm-hmm. um, no, I don't I do I'll just go back I don't hate the song or anything like, no. I just if
2: I'm if I'm comparing it to to innuendo you know what I mean Oh, hey,
0: listen, listen. I mean, I mean, this isn't a good song. Let's no, be honest. No, this is not, not a good song. No, no. Um By no stretch is this a good song. But it's but not
2: offensive or anything. For all
0: the reasons that Joe's mentioned about, you know, and Paul, you know, um, about the reason why it exists and all that. Absolutely. It again, it's just again, you know, it's it's just use some more organic instruments, and it would have been a bit more of a. You know, uh, you would have, you'd have been on board with it even more. You and know, the backing if, track's if, if, break if, up. And uh, the synth, again, it's a drum machine, again. Mm. And you're thinking, just use more again. get-and-get. And I know there's really cool wee runs that Freddie does, on the piano, and they're really cool. They just use the piano through the whole whole track, you know, and again, it would have just mm. been um, the difference, the big difference between this song and, say, some of the songs we discussed on The Miracle, for example, um, is This is meant to be tongue in cheek. This is meant to be. Look, I know it's ridiculous. It's a song about my cat, but I don't care. It's just Mm. so you're in on. You're almost in the joke. Aye, totally. But there's ridiculous stuff on the miracle that I don't think was intended to be. Kind of like some of the stuff on Hot Space. exactly. So, oh, not as bad as Hot Space. Eh, Sorry, not as bad as Miracle. Hot Space is miracle. No, actually, miracle that way. So you're kind of in the and in the and in the you're in the, the the celebration of Freddie's cat on this one, as opposed to, you know. So I think that's what that that's why it works. Um, so that's that's Delilah. Um, we'll move on. We'll move on to Delta. the second a sort of metal track on the album, I, I guess. Um, if you if you don't include innuendo, <laughs> which is not purely metal, but um, uh, definitely a pure metal song, The Hitman. <laughs> Joseph wants <loads laughs> of notes on this one. <laughs> um, no, uh, you know there's a few things on Twitter we're looking at earlier on, and and I think uh, certainly one person on Twitter definitely despises this song. So we'll see what we think about it, and and we'll, we'll, we'll get our thoughts. Um, I think it was Joe's cue for you to start off on this one. <laughs> uh, <go> for <laughs> no, not at all, man. No, <laughs> you, why don't you anyway? You you start uh, us off with a hat, man, and, and
1: and the floor is yours, Mister Joe. Yes, Mr. So cool.
0: Joe, ah, in full,
2: cool effect, in full <laughs> Thank you, Rain Must Paul. <laughs> uh, right, the Hitman, right, I'll kind of just, before I start speaking about the song, like, me, can I mean, we kind of spoke about this, I think it was before we started the pod and stuff, and it's been quite interesting reading, um, you know, people's um, thoughts on Twitter and stuff about, you know, certain tracks, and obviously, like David, I think David mentioned there, you know, that, I don't know who the, the person was, but they they'd be like, "Oh, the Hitman, Terrible song! Terrible song! What it was!" And and somebody else said, "The Sheer Heart Attack! Terrible song!" And um, just and it just cemented the fact that in a way, how important this band are and how just incredible this band are. That I obviously That's like, I obviously like Queen yeah. for completely different reasons than other people yeah. like Queen. And That's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that, no. that those guys are wrong, for, but it's just no, very, no, no, no. there's no, there's not another band in the world that has that different, that different a fan base, obviously, no, yeah, that yeah. diversity of fan base. Well, because uh, I love this song, man, and I know it's crap, and, and I know it's, it's like, <laughs> I, know, I know the lyrics are really shite, the lyrics are absolutely crap, right? But man, it's, it, I wrote here. This this is this is the most metal Queen of sounded bar. Um, give me the prize and um, Prince of the Universe probably mo- yeah. probably even more so than Prince of Universe. This is a metal track, man. This is, oh, this, man. is the, this is the and it's not in any way a rock track. It's a metal track to its yeah. absolute core, and it's Tony Iommi would have been proud to write this riff, man, because oh. it's yeah. it's just. Just like just reeking a Black Sabbath man, and it's quite funny because it wasn't even a Brian Merrif; it was a Freddie Mer- It was Freddie Mercury's riff, which, which is so funny. I believe that Freddie um, showed Brian on the on the piano at first, and but Brian did was he took it, but he changed the key of it as well. So he made it a, a, he just changed the key for whatever Freddie's original key was. But so again, it's a a, a, a transcribed piano riff that Freddie had made into a heavy song awesome riff, man, you know, pure, just, just loads and loads of weight, you know what I mean, and it's so, so hilarious coming in after Delilah as well, I mean, it's just, uh, that just, that just makes it, that uh, <laughs> just because in after, you know, meow, it's just like, how could you, know, how could you know, love this band, man, Do you know what I mean, it's that, hilarious, man. it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious, this thing. and I'll also say as well, it's so weird that, um, I was reading some stuff about it, and apparently John, Structured this song, yeah, which is which is the weirdest yep. thing ever. Because John hates heavy metal, yeah, he structured this song, and I can actually hear that. I think John actually likes this song because his bass playing's phenomenal on it, man. His mm-hmm. bass playing is great on this song; absolutely brilliant. He sounds his bass player almost sounds angry on it. It's really, it's just really cracking bass playing. And oh, I love about this, and what differs for this and a lot of the rockers and previous records is. He, he he mimics exactly what Brian May's playing on the main riff. He doesn't doodle. He doesn't play little runs yeah. and stuff like. That. He's he's going. <laughs> he's playing he, and he's on all the low. He's on the E string. He's, it's all heavy. He's he's locked in. I don't know if maybe for for whatever reason he just connected with a song being a heavy song. But John really plays his ass off in this song, man, and it's and it's excellent. Um, what other stuff I've got quite a lot of stuff here. I say like obviously the. The, the, vo- the vocals, has been like, you know, you compare us to Headlong in the sense that it's a, a rock, heavy metal track. Vocal performance is way stronger than this than it is on Headlong, man. It's, oh. it's got a lo- lot more power, a lot more bite to it. So again, it might have been a little earlier in the recording process than Headlong. I, I tend to think Headlong was maybe a little later in the recording um, sessions. But yeah, it's just uh, it's just, I love it, man. I'm a metal fan. And I, I've said in the pod before, you know, we don't just like Queen's heavy songs, asses. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't. I mean, we've we, you know, we've, well, we,
0: we can. have do headlong a task. In the aye, we of,
2: did. Aye, so, headlong. Yeah. I'm not really a big fan of headlong. But this song just as yeah. a kick in the stones, and uh, yeah. it's, it's just it's just massive, man. Even the production, everything about it, it just sounds like they were all in, and it sounds angry as well. And it's quite funny because this is this is obviously '91 and stuff like that, right? And um, you know, you had like. Nirvana came out, you know, like the, the following year and stuff like that. And this is this is a lot more aggressive, than like like Nirvana. Do you know what I mean? And it's like on a Queen record, it's it's just so funny that this song exists on the on Queen's what I would call Queen's actual proper last judo record. But it's, it's great. I love it, man. What do you
0: guys think? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, never mind. It was the same year, ninety-one. No, actually, so I did Oh, know. was it ninety-one? Uh, was it eighty-one? Uh, I so thought was I. There's just a couple of points you made on John, actually, and you reminded me. I, I don't think I actually scribbled this down, I think it came into my head after I'd done my notes, but it's about John overall. Um, there's no obvious John track on this album at all. Right, mm. um, and it's this one. <laughs> and well, <that's laughs> and, and to me, John, you know, I know he, he had a little bit of involvement on the title track and things. I see John very much as almost like a an arranger as joe said you know i think that's probably his role on this album was a bit more of a kind of write, a bit, okay, yeah, how yeah. can we how can we piece this together and how, how is this all going to, so um that's conjecture largely but um i get the feeling that's and there was another point um just looking at the the sort of um the press for innuendo and and brian was saying that he says on this album of kind of we're all kind of working together again for the for the benefit of the song and we're not on you know, there's no one, you know, digging their heels in unnecessarily kind of thing. I mean, a paraphrase. I don't know what exactly Brian said. I can't remember, but it was around about that thing. So I think the suggestion that John was on board with this song really ties in with what Brian's saying because John's probably thinking, right, this is this is a this is a metal song. This is what it's intended to be. So I'm going to give it my all, give it my attention, and actually just, yeah, like a good job, it's man. In. You know, so I think there was a lot of healthy attitudes in um, the band round about this. Kinda kinda dropping
2: snobbery maybe between members about certain so. genres of music yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And I, 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 so. I can hear that man.
0: So I, that so that can all to me all kinda really ties in. Um, just to just to add a few more bits on the song, um In fact Kana, I think Joe might have actually Sorry, but actually it's actually done it. Oh no, no you're, you're absolutely yeah. fine. It's 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 good. Um the, the way it starts, as Joe said, it's got your attention immediately. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> frantic. And
0: it's really bitey. It's it's, it's, it's angry. It's it's frantic. And then when it comes in with the, the main riff, <laughs> Sabbath. You know, it's... Sabbath. It's aye, very, very esque and, and it's, again, they get it right. The tone's right. You know, ah, we, I mean, I, we've said this so many times, you know, we talked about One Vision and Hammer to Fall, where it just...
2: And they nailed you're it! like
0: yeah, it it's, it's here, man. It's, it's like the tone is perfect, um, and and the big. I mean, I know it's probably not for everybody, but you know, because Brian's, you know, soloing away for quite a lengthy amount of time towards the end of the song. But I, I love it. It's just like a big jam, and, and I he's have, just, yep, it's yep. He's just, it's just going You know, and, um, having fun, and I love the, I love the. Obviously, just the production technique um, just before the solo comes in. You've got Roger's drums. You know, are you ready for this thing? That's Nice. Just sound so it just sounds huge and goes right into the solo just again just three things to make it sound even bigger and just more in your face um, and the solo is just brilliant it's just really aggressive it really attacks it um, you know it does go on uh, on and on and I know probably some people like you know they just faded it out nah just, man know, I like no, it no, man no, I, I, I mean being guitar freaks and being metal freaks the three of us you know we're all about it but that doesn't that doesn't mean just because it's metal and just because it's heavy it gets no. a pass. It doesn't. Exactly. And as if you listen to this is the first podcast you've listened to, go back and listen to other ones and you'll hear us. It's just because it's heavy it doesn't get a pass, but this one does because I agree with Joe. The the lyrics are ridiculous, are silly, the you know all the rest of it. But um, conviction but again, he sings them with again, man. He says. Uh, Sing conviction. with conviction, but again I don't. I, there's, there's something. There's something in the way this song is that I don't think it was necessarily meant to be taken completely seriously, the lyrics. So, no, not at all, um, there's there's oh. some, a suggestion of that. But it's it's not a lot to it, again, as with a lot of the other tracks, not a lot to it, but what's in it is great. A straight metal tune, no messing about, does its job and, and, and goes, and that's it. There's there's probably not much more to say, but, but I'll let Paul Laddie anything else into the mix here.
1: Uh, yeah, it's all been said by, by you two guys. Uh, I, this is a great heavy metal track, yeah. It's, it's there's there's nothing here I, I dislike at all. Yeah, the lyrics likes are a bit daft, but hey, they're, they're daft on Delilah as well, man. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: heavy metal's daft as well, have said. Oh, I totally <laughs>
1: as priest Jesus Christ. That's that's <laughs> the point I was about to make, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, ride the tiger and all that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. blasting bombs are uh, steel. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> it's interesting that um, uh, there's a wee reference to S- Saddam Hussein, which kind of dates the track. Um, well, uh, Trouble with the start. beast. Ah, what right. a thief! What a pest! I, I, I don't like that. I Ah, that's cool, man. What a thief! What a pest! I never knew know, that, way. man. 'Cause we're right we're right in the, the Just the, before the it Gulf. really escalates, Just, bef- with this just before ah, the Gulf yeah. War. The Gulf War yeah. started in February ninety one, but um, he defeated two eight in August the year before, so it was current. That's you right. know, it was on the news all the time and all that. Um, maybe it's not, maybe ah. the beast is Satan. No bad but, but that, I, I think it's I think it's Saddam. Yeah. And I, when I heard the track the first time I, I just I, I made that connection. You thought, know, it's right, uh, yeah. it's obviously about Saddam, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. not. Maybe it's not, but no.
2: If it's not, if it's not talking about Satan, and that means Queen, they're talking
1: about um, Satan, and that's all, man. with double beast. Maybe, maybe
0: double there's double worshiper, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Set Maybe there's a there's a Queen podcast out there where lots of Queen historians and all that they can, you know, set me right on that. Maybe I'm wrong, but who knows? Nah, I, no, we're right. We're just gonna say it. We're right. But we're right. You of know, course you're we're right Paul. mate. Of course, my right. Uh, course Freddy, you are, of course, my mate. Freddy wanted, the nuke, Saddam. So there you are. Either you
2: are. Great either, news. Either that or he, he was just dabbling with the beast, and you know, Satan <laughs> he 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 kind of oh. up. And oh, I let like, you piss off. You're a pest, man. I'm how, to, how, uh, uh, sitting E2. with my cats. <laughs> sitting with my cats here, man, and the, the
1: beast is in my living room, man. Get out. <laughs> how, how good was it? How good was it? <laughs> I mean, uh, I know he mentions Bielsa Bob and Borap and all that, but how good would, you, would it be to hear of <laughs> Freddie sang a song about Satan. That'd oh, That's what it
2: was, bit. man. Freddie Mercury probably probably was listening to The Headless Cross by Black Sabbath, man, because obviously Brian right. played in that That's, record. Yeah. And then and then thought, man, I'm gonna get some some Satan um, lyrical <laughs> 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 stuff in here,
0: if you, man. Aye, if if you're if you're looking aye. for your Satan thing definitely, definitely go to that album, man. Every track's about Satan, <laughs> <laughs> part, part, you know, I mean apart from the last one, which is about uh Barnells. Aye, you are. I so, that's right. Aye, aye, but mate, the, but owls, owls, <laughs> owls are evil anyway, aren't they? Well, if you're into
2: was, Twin Peaks, they are anyway. I love owls, man. They're magic, man. They're cool, man.
0: Anyway, is that. i <laughs> <all> trying <the laughs> <balls? Is that laughs> owls now. Owls. owls?
1: You've got to uh, so write a song all, about owls? The so Polish What's your favourite owl? You've got a barn owl, you've got a. Uh, 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 Eagle owl. Of, I like
2: the, big
1: I like, I, the big, I like the big white ones, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a, a common man. I'll just go with Barn man. Aye. okay, man. What's your favorite?
0: What's your favorite? I like the eagle owls. Eagle owls are Aye. beautiful, man. Right,
1: I'm beautiful.
0: They're all, all, owls are all beautiful,
2: man. They're beautiful birds, man. This could, this, could be a, this could be an opportunity, man, to get like some free stuff for World of Wings and
0: up and come man. That's
2: right, man. <laughs> that, I'm shout shout to World Go, of Wings. Could, world could, could. of Wings. Hook us up with some owls, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, have no,
2: have no, I'll have, the... have, have, <laughs> have a snow owl, please. <laughs> Paul has a barn owl, owl and an eagle owl, man. <laughs> We'll take that, man, so get yourself along to the world what, of wings. What was the
1: say? <laughs> what we say? Oh, that was in Dumb and Dumber? I want that one. The dead one? Oh, the endangered ones. <laughs> aye, 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 Can the I? one that they them? Kill, they killed the
0: cock. Aye, paul killed the cock. Right, Paul, sorry. Because we're actually doing a Queen podcast here.
1: No, it's... You guys covered it all, man. It's like it's a great track. This uh, and like you said, David, the, the, the you know the extended, but the, the kind of jam or whatever um, is great as well. Um, he and Queen being Queen, I think. You know? And and just um, that this album just covers all bases, doesn't it? It, it, it encapsulates everything they ever did. It was good, I uh, apart from, strangely enough, funk and disco. Um, which you know, there's nothing like that on this album. Um, and it, it, it's just yeah, it's fuck man, it's just great man. Um, and (coughs) they, it was good. It's just just a great way to end the the career. Incredible band. Um, yeah, hat man, fucking brilliant.
0: Yep. Sweet, sweet. Two tracks left then. Two tracks left. All right, so moving on um, to the next track, which is Bijou. And this is Brian, me and Freddie, really, collaboration. Obviously, um, also so Brian's track because it's very guitar-orientated. Um, Pretty much the whole song is just guitar um, with synths in the back. Uh, no drums <laughs> at all or bass. So it's just synths, guitar and Freddie's voice, really, in this this whole song. Um um, I mentioned that this obviously a few tracks back about the guitarists and things, and you can hear on this, this you know, how Brian's getting influenced by, you know, some of the more modern guitarists. But he does say, he does say, um, on this the same, the, the press for the, for the album as well, he mentions that, he says, you know, I'm looking at things like Satriani and Steve Vai are doing, but then he mentions Jeff Beck, he, he says, but even Jeff Beck, he still manages to amazingly try to stay, that effect, you know, with what he's doing, and and um, and you hear the track on um, Jeff Beck's Guitar Shop. Uh, right. Where yeah, where are you? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> listen to where where you, and then listen to this. It's basically
1: as, is a rip off. It's very, 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 very similar. Um, been, I, I wouldn't say it was a rip off. It's, it's, no, I wouldn't. It's, I wouldn't go that far. But it's very like it influenced by. Aye. um well beck very oh, <laughs> very heavy he, he, he uses his tremolo bar very heavily yeah. ah, and and doesn't Brian doesn't
0: yeah
1: notes are are just stuck notes so there's no you know um but as i mean i don't know know. even know if it's the same
0: key or something but it's, it's very you know it's 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 very similar, similar yeah. To, yeah. No, but, but, yeah. yeah but but but, you know, I, I, I'll start things off and let you guys come in. Um, but um, I, I absolutely love this song. It's like, can you even call it a song, or a bit of music, whatever you want to call it. It's phenomenal. It's one of my favourite things on the album. Beautiful. Brian's guitar playing is is just excellent. Um, I've I've attempted to, to play this. I, I've actually got the synth the uh, synth chords. And um, you know, just the backing track. Just the synth chords oh. off YouTube, and I just recorded it. And I think I got to so far, and then mm-hmm. you know, just um, just get lazy, and didn't didn't finish it off, basically. So, um, but it was great, just 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 playing it. It's a it's a great to um, feel music right. to, to feel right. and play because you can really dig into it, and and it's so much space in it as well. The playing and mm-hmm. and it, and it will we will do some retasty runs here and there, but mostly the, it's just so spaced out the, the guitar mm-hmm. playing. It's just beautiful. Um, and again, coming back to kind of like the solo in um, days of lives, this is the same. Just the feeling he's putting into us, you know, and, and it's just it's just absolutely. And it's kind of uh, this is one of the ones that makes me me kind of well up. Aye, totally, um, aye. Yep. I totally. I yep. I'm not quite. You know, I, I know we kind of discussed it when we're talking about days of lives. I'm not. Days of lives doesn't do it every single time for me. Whereas this probably this is probably more one for me that makes me well up more than Days of Lives. Um it just speaks to me more than Days of Lives does. But that's just that's just my own opinion on it. Um when, when Freddie comes in as well, just and again it's that sadness in his voice again. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kinda again it's kinda almost Kind of that hopefulness again because mm-hmm. spend the rest of our lives with each other, you know, and, and just being with someone forever and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's all kind of like hopeful for the future. And but there's that sadness in his voice. And and the mm-hmm. synths sound great on this, you do know, do I, being, critical, being critical of the synths on certain parts of this album. Kind of like side one, most of the synths on side one are all belong and, and are really good. And this is another example of where the synths really work, work well. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I love it. One of my favourite pieces of music, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I... uh, sorry, Paul. I'll let
1: you come in and and and. Um. Yeah. It, it's um. It's a testament to this band that you know. Um. Even at this stage, that. Or, or maybe, or, let me connect that for the first time in a, a quite a while. This band, was still, you know looking at ways to, to move things forward. Um so Brian, you know that 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 this even this type of playing, um being being so high up in the fretboard and all that isn't normally where Brian would be. Um Brian's normally about the twelfth fret, you know, that, that you know and the kind of blues bluesy end of the, the you know the, the guitar and all that. Um and playing playing this high, you know, it, it's a bit of a risk because it can grate, you know, if it's not played right. Um, You've not got the right tone. Yes. Nice. Tone's nice, yeah. yeah. I it, it, could, it could give you a headache uh, quite easily, a migraine, you know, just the, just the frequency, you know, um, that these notes are being played at, but he just plays them so beautifully. And, it, and it's a testament to the, the, the guy who inspired um, this song, or inspired Brian to play it like this, Jeff Beck. Um, is a is a is probably along with Brian, you know, one of the greatest loving guitar players <coughs> ever. Excuse I agree you. with that, I um, absolutely. Uh, and it I think only guys like that can, can do this kind of stuff and, and make it sound musical and 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 get a get a an emotional reaction out of you. Um you can you know Guys like Ingrid Malmsteen and all that can play this in the and all that. He's, he's but, awful, man. But there's no there's no feel, there's, no, no. there's nothing. There's just It's just no. notes are playing. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And if you love Ingrid Malmsteen, that, that's fine. The guy can play. I'm not he saying don't... he can't. I'm just saying he, the guy's emotionless and he's got no, no feel. But hey, what do I know? I'm into blues and all that. What would I so my point is, if I, if I even had a point, this is absolutely beautiful. And even without, even without Freddie coming in, it would be beautiful. Um, but Freddie coming in, man, it just—it's just heartbreaking. Um, and it's what two, three lines or whatever. It's—it's not, it's really nothing. That's that. Not, as David said, it's not. This hasn't really even a song. It's like a musical interlude. Um. It's ah, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, I can't really add any more. Well, that's
0: the thing. We talked about the comparison with the the Beck track, but but Beck didn't have Freddie. No, he did not. There you are. (laughs) So now you are, a big difference. He didn't have anyone. No singer. No, that's true. That's all instrumental. Joe, um, thoughts on Bijou? Beautiful track, man.
2: This is like I said uh, earlier on, this, the, the, this this album for me has got some of his best guitar playing. In fact, I think this has got it might not all be the best songs ever, but it's the best guitar playing for me anyway. Aye, um, beautiful, man. Brings a tear to my eye, you know what I mean? It's like, I, you guys kind of said, oh, I, don't, I can't really add anything else to it, but I, I just, it's very, it's very well structured. There's nothing in it that shouldn't be in it. it, it it's like, it, it just, Every part of the soul, even when it changes vibe. It changes vibe at the at the right points. It should change vibe. You know, he's doing does a does a lot of different techniques. Does a does a bit of tapping. I'm pretty sure in a couple mm-hmm. of parts as well. Um, does straight up like staccato stuff. You know, he does a lot of kind of Dave Gilmore esque bending, uh, bending the notes. Kind of reminds me of Floyd as well a wee bit. This song, yeah, certain parts, yeah. cer- certain parts of the solo, not all of it, but certain parts of the very. It's Freddie mm. Dave, Dave Gilmore, man, um which is brilliant because Dave is one of my favourite guitar players. Uh beautiful man. And Freddie's voice is is gorgeous in it, man. You know, it's just yeah, so that, well, it's,
1: fits it so well, you know. That that bit he he, he doubles up with the synth that doo, doo, That's
0: pure yeah, Floyd, that's yeah, ah, yeah. pure oh, Floyd. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah.
2: Pure Floyd, man. Absolutely uh, stunning, man. Stunning. Yeah. But uh Oh, what was I going to say? I had something else to say. So, I, I suppose uh, Queen never ever had a song like this no. in their career. Mm. This was this, you know, this was... Uh, Still moving uh, but, things forward. Ah, exactly. Album. You know, we spoke about it in the, on the Flash thing. Obviously, they had instrumental stuff on Flash, and then we were, you know, it, it brought up the question of, well, where's the Queen instrumentals? This kind of is an instrumental. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. It, has, it has a bit of vocal in it, but it more or less is an instrumental track. Um, But also it's very interesting that the fact that that they set out to write it to flip a traditional song structure on its head where, you know, this typical song structure would be singing, singing, singing. Here's a guitar solo, singing, singing, singing. Whereas obviously this is the, that is exactly what they set out to do. If they flipped it, so it's all guitar. And it's almost like where the vocal come in would be where the solo would come in It's a traditional song. Um, so that's really interesting. Again, like you said, pushing things forward, just beautiful, man. I don't think Queen have wrote anything like beautiful. I mean, that there's touches of it. I mean, things like uh, "Who Wants to Live Forever." Um, you know, a hard life to a certain degrees get a, a beautiful element to it. But really, this is this is like. This is, I just, it's, it just makes me want to fucking cry, and I don't really think that's yeah. get, anything to do with Fred even being ill at this point. It's just the, be- it's just beautiful. No, it's just, it, yeah. it does the yeah. same thing. It does exactly the same thing for me as uh, "Comfortably Numb" by Pink Floyd. The, the guitar yeah. solo, it's all the guitar solos but especially the outro solo and "Comfortably Numb." Comfortably it's the same on, thing. Yeah. It just makes me, it just makes me fucking cry because yeah. it's just, it's just beautiful. And Brian May it's done that all over this album. There's leads on this album that get, just make my eyes water because they're just they're just beautiful. Um, but yeah, I can't really add it that much more to it, but I, I love it as well. It's great, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful track. I think we all agree with that one. Um, and then it leads us in to the last track, gents. So last track on Queen's last album. The show must go on. Now, before we go into this track, you know what? don't want to labour the point too much, but um, on Twitter, a few mentions of the Made in Heaven album again. Um, it's a never say never situation for us. You know, we might decide to to talk about this one day, but it, it for us, it doesn't belong in this run. Um, so it, it, if we are going to discuss it, we'll discuss it in isolation. Because of course, there are three tracks that Freddie put vocals on after this album. Um, after these sessions um, so there the would be a legitimate reason to discuss those songs and um, despite them being finished off after freddie died we, we might might do it we might get around to doing those songs we might do the whole album but for us it's a it's a kind of collection um, so for us this is last queen's last album Yes, there were bits of music recorded and vocals recorded after this by Freddie, which we acknowledge and we accept and we understand and all the rest of it. And we'll get round to talking about them at some point. But this is Queen's last album. So when I say this is the last song in Queen's last album, that's this is this is the last song in Queen's last album. And we're all nodding way because we're all in agreement. Yep. I don't feel we need to explain ourselves again, but I just thought I'll just put it out there because a few things on Twitter, and I don't want to, I don't want us to be prickish about it. It's not the, the reason I'm bringing this up, and and I get, you know, people are wanting to hear us talk about me and having, but I don't know if you'd really going to want to hear us more about <laughs> about oh, it, you know. And you're uh, you really, know. you really, really don't. Yeah. So, but maybe we will. No, again, never seen never, but it's certainly not in our thoughts at this moment in time to talk about that album. Um, and we'll, we'll discuss what we do with the, the, the tracks post annuendo that were recorded. Anyway, let's 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 crack on. So the show must go on. I am gonna start off with Mr. Joe. Mr. Joe's gonna start things off with uh for the show must go on, and then Paul, and then I'll probably just end up agreeing with you both and, <laughs> and then you know. So um Joe, the show must go on, final track on the final album, man. Final final track,
2: man, and my number one favourite song of all time, man. No, even Queen song, just favourite song. Aye. (laughs) Uh, It's a hard one to talk about, man. I love this song, man, beyond
0: words. Do you know what I mean? You're going to have to find the words, big man. You're going to have to find words to describe. Come on, man. Or we can I, all just sit and cry for three uh, or four minutes. Just, know, <laughs> that, that, that's a possibility. That uh, <laughs> we'll just think of that. Then, then, uh, that'll be more powerful than words anyway.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> no, this this song, man. This this is the. Uh, I don't know, man. This this. Well, I'll tell a wee story, right, to kind of put it into perspective, right. It's not really a great story or anything like that, but it's just kind of maybe give we wee mate a, wee, a, wee, a wee, uh, step into my world and how this song affects me, right. Um, I used to work a job where I worked split shifts. So I worked at night. This was like, you know, I was finishing work at half past 10 at night. And it was a winter, I believe. and It was really, really, if I remember correctly, the, the weather was atrocious. So I didn't drive at the time. So I phoned a taxi. That sounds like it's a really boring story, but hang in there. Um, so anyway, phoned a taxi. Taxi came and got me. Terrible weather. Jumped in the taxi. Sitting beside the guy in the taxi. You know, the idle chit-chat back and forth. He's got the radio on. This song comes on the radio now. Obviously, I'm not saying it's the first time I've heard the song. Obviously, I've been mean, to this. Is, this isn't this is only about 10 years ago that's happened, in fact, less than that eight, I think. But anyway, so I'm sitting in the taxi with this, this guy that I don't even know, and you know, he's just you're just chewing the fat. You know, how, how was your day? You're working now, I was working, blah blah. This song comes on, and it's playing, it's playing, it's playing, and <laughs> it gets to the to, I mean all the way through it man my eyes are starting to water up now I'm sitting just finished my work and there's a guy that I don't even know starting talking to me like nah, blah 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 and I'm like and my fucking eyes are starting to well up and I'm starting to kind of almost panic I'm like shit man what the, f- the fuck what the fuck is happening here and he's looking at me he should be looking at the road but he's looking at me he's like would you think mate aye blah 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 and I'm like I mate and I'm lo- trying to look straight ahead and uh, so anyway this is happening and uh and I'm thinking, please get to the house before the end of the song, man. <laughs> get to the, get to the house before the end of the song, and of course, it didn't happen. So the bit that I mean, the whole song is the most powerful, beautiful, but at the same time, crushing fucking thing ever. So, but the the, the line is the obviously the you know basically a grin. I'll never give it in line part and fucking broke down in this guy's taxi. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and the guy's kind of like looking at me and he's like and I'm like, like I'm not like sobbing or anything but I've got fucking tears have now started to cascade down one side of my face and he's like are, are, are you okay mate and I went I says mate it's a song I love green <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and he was like alright mate I know, not that'll be that'll be six <laughs> pound I, I, I was like mate mate here's a six pound I gave okay, him my money I was like I went in the house, and I was just saying to my wife, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, I've just started crying in front of a complete fucking stranger on a taxi at half ten at night, coming back from my work. She was like, what? And I told her what had happened and that just sums this song up for me. I, I can't be anywhere in public where this song's playing because I will fucking cry and I'm sorry I'm swearing a lot but if there's a song that deserves song that deserves it, it's this. So, um, but yeah, it's so powerful to me. And it f- for a number of reasons, but musically, getting on the musical part of it, it's just um it's not only my favourite song, but it's it's the best ending that, that could have possibly have existed for the end of my favourite why I consider the end of my favourite band. It, it couldn't, it's my favourite song, and it's not my favourite song because it's the last song that I consider the last song on my favourite band's last album. It's just because it is. And that that's unbelievable to think that they they managed to, to do that, you know. And me being a all three being a massive fan of the entire discography, pretty much, um, you know. To have that this be the last song that you hear, and it's this, it's like just I can't even imagine how it's possible. Um, and all I can oh. do is just thank Queen, uh, and when I mean Queen, I mean when Freddie Mercury was still alive, Queen at that point um, for for giving us the music that they did and this being the very last song that basically just summed up why they were so fucking awesome in the first place um the lyrics are gorgeous man beautiful lyrics best probably the best queen lyrics ever written man in my opinion i just don't i don't see how they could be matched in power and emotion um i mean another thing i'll say is that Freddie, obviously given Fred uh, Brian, May, a lot of people think Freddie wrote this track, and obviously we all know it was, it no, was Brian, Brian that wrote this track, right? Yeah. But you know, again, I kind of touched on it with Roger, giving Freddie those lyrics to innuendo and maybe being a bit kind of a bit close to the bone, you know, giving a guy that's not got long to go these sort of lyrics. Well, Jesus Christ! This you know, is a really no, the, uh, this I is this this is this yeah. this is this could have been written written for Freddie, and if it was, it's just. Disturbing, but I don't mean it again, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like that I mean for Brian to have gave Freddie this to sing, you know what I mean? It's unbelievable in the guy and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's just like it's like I could I couldn't have gave the guy it to sing. I can't even fucking listen to it, can no, I never mind what if i was friends with a guy for forty years, or no forty years, but twenty years at the time or whatever, you know, watching him dying singing this fucking song, man. It's like you know, uh, it's one of those man. one of those
0: ones, Joe I almost think that there must have been a discussion between Brian and Freddie Was Brian's presenting his lyrics and saying... And you're alright with man. I'm talking yeah. about you, Freddie. You know, oh, are, yeah, you okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. are you okay with us? Are you okay? You know, are you... Because are you, I, I, I I, don't think he would have just... There's the lyrics to the song, just learn them, Freddie. You know, I think... No, know at all. I think all, there would man. have been a chat. Are you you cool with us? After, you know, I think you probably would have been a bit walking on eggshells with Freddie, like, presenting them, like, mm. have I stepped over a line here, yeah. you know? it's um, unbelievable, even, um, man. To think, to think, you know, that I, I, I totally
2: agree. There must have been a conversation, you know. I, I'm, a, yeah. a, you are right to do this, and I'll not label it. But um, I've got a few other points I want to make. Um, you know, there was there's a quote. A quote. Um, apparently, Brian May. I've wrote the quote down because obviously I thought it was important to get it pro- properly uh, represented here. And it was Freddie. It was to do with the vocal performance, and especially that. Um, you know, the face it with a grin. I'll never give it in line that part. O'Brien May, um, in the thing that I read, he, he demoed it. And when he demoed it, he did that part, but he obviously did it in falsetto because it's so high. And uh, he said to Freddie, look, he gave him a song, and apparently Freddie, t- a quotation, said, O'Brien, you're fucking making me tear my throat apart again. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so there's that, right? And then also, um, what do you may call it? Aye, so so in that you know, Freddie Brian had apparently said to him, says, so you know, I did this in falsetto, and apparently another quote, Freddie said, oh for God's sake, just roll the tape and let me do it, and he did it in one take, man, and he did it, in, he did that line in full voice, not falsetto, mm-hmm. man, yeah. and and that's fucking, I'm sorry for swearing, but that's unmatched. Ever. No, no, nobody's coming close to the, the circumstances that were involved in doing that. The power, the power, the the passion, the just the fucking sheer will to be able to pull that line out, man. It's fucking pierce your soul.
0: So, yeah. Anyway, what do you guys think? <laughs> I think we could probably just wrap it there, man. You're probably spoke <laughs> for the smoke ah, ah, sorry, uh, man. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I don't think we can. But anyway, I'm going to let
1: Paul come in anyway and I'm sure Paul's got his own slap yeah, anyway. this, the, yeah I mean, this album's bookended by two absolute classic monumental tracks, you know, innuendo and in this one. Um, and, I, and I get, go back to my my, my point in the first uh, part um, of this, po- you know, the innuendo podcast. Um, you know, it, it's a bit like it, it makes this album a lot like a night of the opera because it's got the frivolous stuff and it's got two absolutely massive monumental tracks. Mm. Um, totally agree. This song is just—it's a hard listen, like like <laughs> most of the tracks in this album. Um, this is th- there is absolutely no better way for this band to go out than this. It's pff, yeah, totally amazing. Right. Anthemic, powerful, soaring. Um, the lyrics are, I, in a way, you know, um, this this song could have veered dangerously into kind of musical, kind of, I'm okay, going yeah. to do, yeah, I'm doing this, some, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't because it stays on the right side. Definitely it yes does that, Yeah, you know. it, 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 it holds. It's, its something I thought before as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it keeps it keeps the, the the kind of darkness. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't veer into, you know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Either, you know that all that music musical crap. You know that. Yeah. Um, like all gods, people sort of vibe like the way that. Yeah, came well, out. you know what 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 people seem to think is emotion and Oddy's music and all, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's snow. not, ah, it's yeah, not. Ah. Um, this, uh, this is coming out of a, a very dark place, and it's uh, it, it's saying, "Fuck you, uh, my heart, my heart's breaking and all that," but, pff, I'm, mm. uh, fuck you, I'm I'm just going to keep going. And mean, mm. uh, amazing. Amazing. Um what a goodbye, man. What a goodbye. Fuck aye, man,
0: definitely. The best. Aye. Mm. Um It's it's one of these tracks I've been obsessed with since since the time pretty much, you know. Um I in fact just a wee story as well. I remember I remember me giving you, Paul, some money, because this came out as a single. I think it was October ninety one. This came out as a single. And you were up to Tower Records in Glasgow. That was when Tower Records still existed and it was open to midnight obviously so you could go and mm, aye. um and it was an evening and you were heading up there and I gave you, I think I gave you something like three quid or something, say, Can you get me the the you know the twelve inch for the show must go on? And I think he came back, and it was something like six quid because you forget that Tower Records completely used to overcharge you you a hell. So he obviously put the rest of the money to it and and, and gave me it anyway. But I've still got that twelve inch to this day, you know, twelve inch. uh, The show must go on. And I was that was a month before Freddie died, obviously Mm -hmm. roundabout, you know. And um, Mm -hmm. you know, I I was I, I loved the track then. Um, before Freddie died but when Freddie died it just took on a massive significance um, for myself personally but my story's no different for everyone else it's uh, you know everyone that listens to this track they think of Freddie they feel Freddie the lyrics again just again that agreement between Brian and Freddie you know um, to actually allow this to happen is just fantastic because Freddie might have been a bit oh, Brian this is a bit much you know you know, I don't know if I can do this. You know, so um, that respect that they must have had for each other for that to happen uh, is is what's created this song, uh, uh, in my opinion. Um, you're talking about the lyrics, Paul. You know, my soul is painted like the wings of butterflies. That's a beautiful line. That's yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful line. You know, it's just it's that can kind of, I just want my soul to just fly? You know, mm-hmm. um, so there's there's so many lines that are that are just as Joe alluded to that are just. Fantastic. Isn't it? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna just flip it a wee bit. I'm gonna flip it a wee bit. There's a bit just one small bit in the song that I never liked back in ninety one and I still don't like to this day. And it's very small. It's the very, very end. they go on, go on. Oh, I love that like- bit, man <laughs> Hater, but not hate yeah. it that's not true but I don't know I would have maybe I'd have done something different at that end I don't know what I'd have done but I just don't, it's weird I just that one tiny wee bit I just I like not, it man that's weird you like, that's, it? like ah, that's, that's weird man that's what I
2: got cracking uh, uh, I uh, it's dead on sounding okay
0: it's, it's, it drops I in pitch think, it
2: pitch drops yeah, and all that I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, even see
0: when you see when you listen to the fade out actually as well because it's almost like a wah-wah effect because it goes aye. Aye, ah, aye, yeah, aye, can aye. change it change can almost like it's a voice box type thing or, yep, yep, or something aye. like that that's, that's I, mad I, it's, it's, it's no it doesn't ruin the song it doesn't it doesn't make me go ah oh, it's, you know, it's a great song and then they put that but it's not like that at all it's just I am nitpicking I'm massively nitpicking but um, it's just one wee bit I'd have maybe done something different with um, you know, we talk about that grating thing, it just for me personally just kind of grates a wee bit. Um and I probably everybody's smashing up their phones right now as they hear me say that, and you know, how dare I kinda talk about such a classic trial in this way. But everything else about the song, I absolutely adore. Um even the synths at the start, the do do, 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 mm-hmm. do, 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 do. again, it's synths, aye, but it's fine, they work, they they get it right again. Um the, the reverb in Freddie's voice, the the way they've they've actually you know, got the right amount of reverb in his voice, just to just to make it so right out of the mix as well is just really, really tastefully done. And it it still sits in the mix really well because sometimes when you do that in vocals, it just you distill, you ah, the yeah. song. I almost um, but this it sits really, really well in the mix. And the dynamics of the song, the build up, it seems to kinda almost end two or three times as well. You know, you feel it's like it's going to end and there's another bit and it ramps up again and ramps up again. It just keeps ramping up right to that last spine-chill and
2: right, the bit.
0: Hits, you know, right. show right. that bit, right. and then just, you're just like, and then the, obviously the hair in the back of your neck are just, all right, totally, man, all right. you know, the tears are coming down your eyes. Um, it's one of Queen's best songs. I don't know if it's my out-and-out favourite. Um, I think it was for a time if you probably asked me 20 years ago even 10 years ago I'd I probably said this was my favourite Queen song I think it's changed and it might become my Queen, my favourite Queen song again at some point um, but as Paul said you've got two absolutely colossal tracks on this and it's innuendo and it's this and there are some fantastic moments on this album as well Don't Try So Hard Bijou Days of Our Lives you know these tracks are, are equally Phenomenal tracks, Tat uh, man, <laughs> man. <laughs> 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 but for <laughs> different reasons, aye, aye, aye. absolutely. Aye. Um, this song, this, I, I've, I, yeah, I've, I'm the same as you, Jets. I've, I've cried to this song numerous times, numerous times. Mm. Um Not, not, not even in bad times in my life and good. No, no, times. Nah, exactly. Oh, it's no, exactly. It
2: doesn't. No, it's no <laughs> like
0: tears <laughs> of misery or anything
2: like that. It's Tears no,
0: of joy, you know. Not at all. But tell tell you know, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes when you're about, you know, maybe at a lower end and a certain song hits you, you're just destroyed, you know. You know? <laughs> but that this, this happens. I think this this song does it no matter what mood you're in. Absolutely. And, um, and it's. I I, I, don't, I don't think I've got much more to add. To be honest, uh, I think I think again just musically just the build-ups again for me are just brilliant do, 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 and you know all these bits and all that really dynamically it's just really really i've got it perfect and i i'm struggling to say much more about it i have to say but the vocals this is could you argue this is the best rock pop whatever you want to call this song i say it's more than a rock song but of all time, you could argue that this is the Aye. best vocal performance of all time. Aye, hands down, man, hands um, down.
2: Point, point something else. Let's get yeah. You know what I mean, point, point me okay, something
0: and, and as you, as you rightly pointed out, Joe, the circumstances surrounding it as well. You've, you had a guy who, at that point, probably wouldn't record it. Maybe what a year to live. Um, and going through some amount of pain to actually be able to do it. Uh,
2: we had to prop ourselves
0: up. I, so obviously, everybody knows I that.
2: The, Literally, the and knock and back that, vodka. I
0: yeah. uh, knock back vodka to try and numb the pain, uh, I mean, and then just go yeah. for it and, and give it his all. Where they found that strength and that, that power?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Probably through, probably through fear, man. Probably through yeah. fear.
1: Yeah. And the, and and the sentiment, in, you know, the, the the sentiment in the song is. You know, I'm going to keep going. Fuck you. Going, on, and, uh, yeah. And, that, and that's, that, that sums up.
0: That's maybe. what, com- nah, that, what that's comes that's across these process, vocals. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um yeah, I, I think I'd be repeating myself if I said any more on it. Any final final thoughts on the track? Probably some things up, gents. I don't know. Did any of you mention the guitar solo? Exciting guitar solo is oh, am- like amazing.
2: That brings tears to my eyes. That brings tears to your eyes as well. Again, another amazing lead, man. The guy was... There's not mm-hmm. the, the part where he, the leads on this album, man, and songs. I mean, this is his song pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah, and
1: and, it, and, it, and it's not a thing um, that's particularly common. Um, you know, you see Gilmore and all that, but a guitar solo having like a a, a narrative of its own. Aye, it, totally. Aye, it, it's, yeah, yeah. it, 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 its own. Its own. You know, it's conveying things to you. It's instead lyrical. Instead of just, aye, instead of just yeah. you know, what guitar souls used to be was like showcase like a, for a, uh, a, a guy wanking off and then they'd be yeah. back into the song. Yeah, Brian may never did that. He was never like, uh, even, uh, even for the
2: first album, was never
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, when Brian plays, it's like an, it, it, it adds an extra dimension to the song. It's, mm-hmm. It heightens the emotions. It, you know, it, mm-hmm. it does what it has to do. It builds you up, it brings you down, whatever. but the, the guy is a is an absolute master at that, oh. and it, and it's kind of a shame that you know um, circumstances and all that he's not really had he's not been able to stretch his so much. You know, Achieve those, those hikes did. again? No, no, you know. Maybe um, he
2: needed Freddie there to kick his ass, man. And yeah, yeah, you know,
1: get the best I, get the best
2: out of him. Do you know what I mean?
1: Uh, a definite yeah, lack be. of a, a lack of quality control. I think. Uh, having somebody there to say, well, you know it's not really working Brian you know anyway um, yeah yeah what, what a way to finish it all finish it all you know um, yeah. you know <sighs> Aye. incredible way to end the album
0: incredible way to end Queen's recorded career yeah. you know in the truest sense and um, with all the caveats I've mentioned before we talked about the track um I think I, I don't want to kind of go. we kind of mentioned that as we went through the podcast about our feelings about this album because I want to finish up on, on kind of like, you know, the story of Freddie and how we found out and all the rest of it. Uh, I don't want to end on a grim note, but I, I think it's, I think it'd be a kind of a fitting way to end and, and just kind of, um, we'll maybe get a wee joke in at the end just to kind of lighten the mood a wee bit at the end. But I think for us, this album, I think is is very much, I agree with Paul and, Correct me if I'm wrong, the Night at Opera vibe where there's colossal tracks and there's a few lesser moments on it. Um, but I think this is... I personally, and you guys can say what you want, I prefer this album to a Night of the Opera. And probably there's a few, few people want to actually kick my face in for saying that. Because I think there's more consistency on this album, for me personally, than there is on A Night of the Opera. I agree um, with you, man. I agree. Um, and, and I think it's probably helped because there's more tracks on that, on it as well, so it's got a bigger chance of actually getting it right than <laughs> mm-hmm. Nightingale Opera because Nightingale Opera only got nine, nine tracks, nine so, tracks but uh, it's just got twelve. Nine. So there's a bigger chance of getting it right. And, <laughs> and I know that's probably sacrilege what I've just said, and, and but it's just my it's yeah. my I, it's opinion, the, man. Aye, ah. Opera is not in my is it in my top five? I'm maybe lying here. It probably is in my top five. I can't can't remember I've ever placed the albums. But this is this is an absolute overall the album, and I think um, as we've all discussed, this is this is the best album since the game. Um, Anyway, certainly, Um, and I think a lot of fans agree with that. And they they got it back; they actually got it back as they as they finished up. And they were never going to they were never going to make a flawless album at this stage. um, No, No, it just it was so unlikely. But what they gave you, instead of instead of a, a massively consistent album, they gave you these massive, massive moments, you know? And I think that's that's what makes the album so... so and it's, it's just, I'm just, again, it's kind of, as we said before, just kind of really happy that I was a Queen fan, albeit a very young one, when mm-hmm. this came out. Actually, it was, Freddie was still alive and actually got it to experience this.
2: Yep. Um,
0: and as it's, 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 it's obviously Freddie dies, these songs take on a bigger significance, you know, after the fact as well. So, any, any final
2: thoughts on the album? Just to just just to throw in. I would
0: just,
2: uh, uh, I guess I think I mentioned that before as well about you know Queen going in full circle. Do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. so happy so happy that they, you know they they, they went and c- they came back to what I consider to be true Queen and and you know, uh-huh. well you know not on all the tracks but on you know on a, a large chunk of the album, just, uh, it's the Queen that I love uh but phenomenal man um phenomenal band man you know i'm kind of making a c you know concluding the whole career here but um just a big thanks to queen for basically making opening avenues into every sort of music that i like you know what i mean and you know just the the, the most important band and Ever. you know, the reason I love heavy metal is because because a Queen. The reason I love, you know, ballad type stuff, rock soft, you know, that all that just just music in general, you know, and they're just they're just an important band, and it's so glad that they just they got it right in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I I can't really say anything that I've I haven't already said about the the record. But yeah, the the ultimate band, man.
0: Indeed,
1: yeah, man. Indeed. Yeah. Paul, any any final thoughts on the album? Yeah, uh you know, I'd just be repeating what Joe said, but just what a way what a way to go. Um I don't think we could have got a better um record. Oh. Um and it still it still shocks me that, to this day that they were capable of, of, of doing this. Yeah. Especially you with know, the circumstances. Yeah, these, it's, so I'm it's we 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 just had a, what a full decade of you know, half arsed albums, and you know, just asking about and a band that didn't seem to be a band anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. And, uh, but is this uh, album feels yeah. like a band again? Yeah. Like? Aye, totally. Aye. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I, I, and unfortunately, it takes a, a an actual tragedy, you know, um, mm. to to get to get this, you know, um, mm. which you know, it, it just adds another veneer of sadness to the, to this whole thing. Um, but you know, as I said at the start, there's there's joy in this album as well. You know, um, and we should just be thankful that we, we were blessed with this amazing band. You know, um, and what what one of the things when we started this pod was I, I I wanted to make sure that Queen were still my favorite band, and you know, as possible I love, I love them even more. You yeah. know, for all, for all their flaws and. You know, all, all the the missed opportunities and all the all the things that they, they got wrong and all that, it's all, you know, it's all just part of life and, you know, yeah. doing doing things. Um, yeah, uh, they're still the fucking greatest as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 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 And, 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 a, and, a, and a, an amazing way to end it. Yeah. Thank
0: and, you. Mm -hmm. absolutely indeed indeed and i'm I'm just echo what joe said you know queen of the reason i love music you know um and i am eternally grateful for the four of them for each of them each and each and every member of the band um fantastic well it's not completely over for us i mean we're gonna we're gonna do some more stuff we're gonna maybe take a wee breather and we'll be back with um with some more stuff and if you listen to this a year from now you'll probably see the stuff in the list anyway so (laughs) I'll not make what it says to you what I'm saying here but um, yeah it's uh, yeah we're going to keep going um, but that's us for the album run um, it's the the 14 studio albums as we see it and and you can contest it if you want but that's how we see it Um, before we go and again I don't want (laughs) to take it down again but you know we're finishing up the show must go on and then we're going to talk about um, you know, I guess where we were when we found out the horrible news. Um, I'll start things off here. Um, I, I remember obviously seeing in the the, the paper, uh, I think it would have been the Daily Record, that was what the, my parents bought at the time. And it was the 23rd of uh, November when it had the statement from Freddie saying that he had AIDS and, and you know, that kind of stuff thing. Um, so I remember Paul being there, my other brother Brian, um, and probably my younger brother Kevin as well, to be honest. Um, kind of discussing this. And um it was kind of it wasn't a big shock even to me as a kid, you know, when you saw it, it was kind of it was horrible to see, but yeah, you, know, you kind of it was kind of obvious. We talked about that the first pod, obviously, what we'd seen and mm-hmm. um, up to that point. So it wasn't a big shock. I remember my mum saying at the time this is a bit grim and a bit kind of just typical cynical Glaswegian mum. Uh, he'll he no last a week. That's just what she said. He'll, he'll <laughs> be dead within a week. And I don't know why she get uh, how what why? <laughs> why would you think that? You know, so I was kinda like, 'cause she's got a speech know. in because my dad <laughs> said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, um of course then you know he did die the next day. And I got the news from my mother brother Brian, who woke me up for you know, um in the morning as I was getting ready for, like, getting up to go to school and he told me the news. And I didn't believe him. And I was like, nah, you're, you're, you're winding me up, no way. And I went downstairs and it was the breakfast TV on and, and he sort of pointed it out and I was just devastated. And of course the the family, Joe would be the same, probably with his brother, but I'll let Joe speak for myself. But it, it was a type of family where you couldn't really show emotion. So you just kinda, your heart's breaking inside, but you just put your poker face on and just get ready for school and, and you know so it was kind of that was kind of my morning the the, the other thing that, that just absolutely was a memory for me was uh, science was my first period in school and I went into to the class and I sat there in class looking at the rest of the class getting on with their day and doing their work and the teachers giving the lessons and all that and I'm I'm kind of flabbergasted why everybody's now just stopped and went. This is terrible, isn't it? You know, my whole world was 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 shattered, and I expected everybody else to feel the same and to, to be like, you know, I know it's really terrible about Freddie, and I actually thought I need to say something, so I turned to a, to a person in my class, and I said, "Did you hear about Freddie Mercury dying?" And he said, "Who's Freddie Mercury?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was just like. I, I can't deal with this i just I cannot deal with this. i'm <laughs> like, in a school with mutants <laughs> yeah just that exactly man i, I was, was like,
2: in that so, school as well so yeah i can attest at the same school
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so it was just to me it was just like why is the whole world not just stopped you know and um, and and so that was a bit that was a bit weird and you know obviously when you're 12 years old you don't understand that you know it's your world is no everyone else's world and Sort of coming to what Joe was saying, and I think I know where Joe saw the video for uh, "These Are the Days of Our Lives" because on that same night, the BBC put together a really crude, kind of very quick uh, tribute to Freddie. So it was just that's, footage for that, Live Aid. that
2: is, I think, what it was, baby.
0: Yeah, I, absolutely. I think absolutely. So it was, so it was a footage for Live Aid, and just wee bits and bobs, and we can obviously just text to this. Tells Freddie's story and all the rest of it, but right at the end of that was the "These are the Days of Our Lives" video, and I believe that was the premiere of it. I don't think it had been, it had been uh, shown right, to that point. That's, that's right, that's right. And I remember my parents let me stay up and um, to watch it because it was probably maybe past my my bedtime for, for school and all the rest of it, and let me let me stay up to watch it. Um, and again, coming back to the original point, you catch your any emotion, but watching that video, my heart was absolutely torn in half. And I remember, I remember getting up to bed and just sobbing in bed, like going to sleep, you know, just kind of put my head in the pillow and just tears uh, coming down my face. But at the time, you know, you're, you know, your mum and daddy, you're just like, not just right. to, you're not, you know, you can't, you know, because <laughs> it just wasn't that family. And that's, that's not a, it's just, it's just, look, as Paul says, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> you know, it wasn't that kind of, ah, oh, you're all right, son, you know, it just wasn't that kind of vibe. So you're kind of, you're dealing with this on your own to a degree and it sounds dramatic, but you know, um, and a, a few weeks later, I, I sort of started to talk to Joe about Queen and we, we became friends and my friends ever since. So,
2: ah, so Queen and made us
0: best mates. That's it. So there you go. Um, that That's kind of, that's kind of my story. And then obviously, um, after that, you know, the you know, freddie was never really your thoughts for probably a, about a year after that to be honest it was just constantly in your your thinking and mm-hmm. um and i think on the media you weren't really able to forget it because there's lots of things happening and to be honest lots of cash-ins around freddie um at that point you know um happening so you were <laughs> you weren't gonna get away from from a, for a long time which is no bad thing absolutely nope, not at all um Paul,
1: I'll let you come in here, and then we'll get Joe's final final words on. I think the first time I, I heard that Freddie had died was from someone in my class at uni. I think I might have I I may have left the house early and I hadn't put the telly on or anything like that, <laughs> and I just got the subway into the town and then, uh, and then a train. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a girl and you know She's like, "Oh, have you heard that?" She wasn't a Queen fan or anything. She's like, "Oh, have you heard about Freddie?" And I thought she meant the thing before. I was like, "Oh, yeah, you know, the statement. He, yeah. He's dying and that. Yeah, he's got AIDS. And she's like, "No, he's he, he's dead." I'm like, "What?" You know. And and of course, this was pre and days and all that. And so so you had to just take people's what, what people told you if to face value you know like yeah well, it, well he's gone then and uh you know I, yeah a bit like you david that I, I, I went into uni and i was just staring at the wall and just uh, not interested and i think i was like that for weeks i'm <laughs> just you know and really? mourning you know um and as and, and as i said in the last pod that it's, it's it's faintly ridiculous for a, a man I'd never met or you know saw live or whatever. Um, but then you know music, music uh, I believe touches you more than human beings. You know a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah. You know there's very there's very few people actual people in the world um, that have that effect on you. But, but, but people who make music, you know, the, that emotional connection is, is something different than just, you know, someone you like or admire or something like that, you know. Um, I think if you make music or you're creative in any way, you know, it, it, it just, it, it takes takes you from, you know, your shitty job or, your, you know, your school or whatever, the drudgery of your life, and it, and it takes you somewhere else, it, you know, it it lifts you, you know. And anyone that can do that to the extent that Freddie Mercury did, then you're you're you you're going to be mourning. And uh, mm-hmm. the man's passing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I remember. <laughs> I, so the the woman who eventually became my first wife um, was at uni with me, and I remember her laughing at the fact that Freddie Mercury had died. And I still but... I still fucking went out. We're married. What a dick. You know, we we got we, we got, we got honesty, divorced. Mate. We got divorced. You know, um, but, I should have been a fucking dead giveaway, mate. Well, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I should I shouldn't have had anything to do with it in the first place. You know, but um, yeah, so so you know, I'm I'm, I'm married again, and you know, everything's okay. You know, my my current wife, like you know, quite likes Queen and all that. Um, so that's all right. But uh, yeah, she quite likes
2: sort of, Queen. Have a word with mate. So, so for folk out there. You know, <laughs>
1: For folk out there, you know, uh, you're, you know, if you're Queen fans and all that, you know, just make sure that your your future spouse, you know, or whatever, husband, wife, whatever partner, you know, just check that they they know the score by the big man. <laughs> <you know. laughs> it's Sound a deal box. breaker, really. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I love I love, um, I, love I love how we're
0: calling him the big man all the time. I think he was like five foot seven or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's Aye. just Glaswegian, you know. If, you, if, you, if you're talking about somebody you like, you just call them big No, <laughs> <Nah>, especially <laughs> if
2: they especially Aye. if they're small.
1: in my eyes, he was a fucking colossus, you know. Yeah, that's very bigger true. than anything. That's uh, very true. Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, it was just a day. Uni just. In fact, I I mean, I just went home half to just like it, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I can't I can't remember. It was that long ago, but. Um Yeah, I, I I do remember it was it was someone that you told me, and not believing them, and then like oh well, uh, yeah, just very sad. Mister Joe, what about you? <laughs> Thanks, uh <we> Must Paul, <laughs> <laughs> David, did you
2: give you a name? That's very last podcast. you give a name now, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. that kid? No. <laughs> Well, no, leave, leave it with me, man. I'll think. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with you. Aye, <laughs> leave it with me. Uh, I, I know, I know. Dave what? me. Dave me. There you go, Dave, Dave me. then you guys have got... Oh, Dave. And then you guys have got oh, right, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Queen-related nicknames I'm fucking Mr. Joe. <laughs> yes, Mr. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I said like that I should Mr. have built a charity fucking B- dojo. I said that Mr. Bad Guy, mate. Mr. Aye, Joe. Mr. Joe. <laughs> like Mr. Joe. Mr. guy. I should be teaching karate at a local fucking okay, YMCA or something. <laughs> uh, bye, sorry. Bye, back to something serious. Uh, I found out, uh, again, my brother, um, very similar actually to you, David. Um, I remember my brother shaking me awake um, and telling me and being like, just kind of like, like, what, you know, what, what do you, you mean he's dead? What? And just being like, can I and a haze. I, I'd be a liar if I said that I knew exactly. You know, David, it's great that you have a good, really good memory that way. You can I remember. don't know. I
0: actually don't know why I remember it all so well. But I, I just
2: remember, I just remember the, the actual getting told of it and, um, you know, being just like, being a bit of a, bit of a haze that whole day because, you know, very much like the way you and Paul are Queen fans, me and my brother were exactly probably the same level. In fact, definitely the same level. We loved the band. you know what I mean? So my brother was fanatical about. I know I. am sorry for to Gary McGlynn, I've called him a few names on here and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but, 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 but the guy, the guy loved, the guy loved Queen man. And well, I think he still does anyway. But anyway, I digress. Aye, it was it was horrific, and um, it, you know, you've lost somebody like Paul said. You know that you just. He's been so important, you know, and it's weird as well, you know, it, like to be, I can't imagine looking at a kid, right? I got into Queen pro- roughly when I was about seven or eight years old, right? So I can't look at a seven-year-old right now and think Drake is going to have a massive effect on this kid he, when he's 42 years old. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's. it's, it's that just shows you the, the, the power, power of the, the band and the music that they, they created you know and just uh, it's like that, that that made an impression on me uh, uh, you know I have even left primary school yet and I'm a, coming up 42 year old you know and I'm still as into them if not more into them than I ever was you know what I mean and it's such a loss you know what I mean it's like it's what do you do when somebody like that goes it'll never be replaced you almost depresses me sometimes when I, I listen to modern music and I'm like Fucking hell, man! There's like there's never there's never going to be that heart again that, that people like uh, Freddie had, uh, David Bowie, you know Prince. Um, I'm going to say it. Dying by Daryl from Pantera. I mean that affect that really affected me when he when that that you yeah. know when when he was shot dead on stage. I mean that was another guy who whose playing me- meant a lot to me, not just thought to me, a lot to David and you as well, Paul. You know Pantera were a massive. I know some silly people don't give a shit about heavy metal, but I'm going to say it because I do. Um, but you know, just that whole weight and you know losing somebody that you really, you know, was with you from a very young age. You know what I mean? It still continues to 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 basically kind of shape your musical taste even now. You know, like we, we spoke about incredible man. People say about the Beatles, and I respect the Beatles and stuff like that. But the Beatles for me didn't weren't this man. They weren't the full package. You know what I mean? The people set the, set the groundwork down and I totally respect them. And I know they've been the first to do a lot of stuff, but they didn't have a singer like this. They didn't have a... They, they just didn't have the, the, the energy that this band had. And In my eyes, I'm sorry if I'm offending Beatles fans out here, I'm just comparing it because Green get compared to the Beatles a lot. And uh, it's just... They were so, so important to the evolution of... Heavy metal, bloody prog rock, fucking okay, pop music—you know—they they did everything. There's not another band that did that and were as successful as doing it, and there'll never be another band like that, and that's depressing. It's only—it's only not depressing when I think I've still got their back catalogue, but you know, there is that whole thing of you know, you know, if they'd been if they'd been still alive, I mean, there's a there's a chance that they 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 just fizzled out, you know, they they, yeah. they, they could have. They could have just fizzled out and or yeah. you know, there's a very strong possibility you could romanticize it say, Oh, you could have went on and released another ten fan- fantastic albums. Chances are they probably wouldn't have. They probably would have just got sick of each other and, you know, somewhere down the line like a lot of these bands do when you know, they especially Queen had the same line up, you know, recording lineup from day one, do you know what I mean? So that that in itself was impressive. There's not a lot of bands out there, in fact, I don't think there's there was any had the original line-up and still has the original line-up to this day. So chances are, you know, they probably would have continued and they would have split up. But we didn't get that. We got the tragic end to a f- phenomenal story. Do you know what I mean? And um, aye, I'm waffling on, man. But I'm very happy. just say I'm very happy for the people that have listened to these podcasts and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's been insightful to see that, you know, Queen have touched loads of different types of people as well not just heavy metal people <laughs> metal heads like me <laughs> but like, uh, all of like all of us aye, like three of us obviously I. but yeah, what do you say unbelievable man, unbelievable
0: Absolutely um, <clears throat> I don't think there's any other band we would have done this podcast about there's a, few, there's a few things, well maybe, but I just don't think we would have had the same kind of uh, almost dynamics and and, and no, our, exactly, our, yeah. our discussions and right. that's because it follows the dynamics of this band and that's what makes that's what makes the podcast for us we have certainly enjoyed it and i know i've been interested with your, your takes on things although' Absolutely. Kind of, pretty much my takes <laughs> anyway but you yeah. know, for the most part but i think it's been good to get your your angles and you and you both have given me food for thought on certain things and um, right. like you guys and, for me uh, as well man yeah yeah so, so, aye, I mean, it's good. Um, but like I say, we're not going to we're not going to finish up. Of we'll we'll, we'll we'll be back and we'll be back to discuss some some more stuff. And um, of course, the next year we had the Freddie Mercury tribute concert in April nineteen ninety two, where all the different artists came and sang Queen tunes. And uh, I think we might discuss that. Um, so we're going to have a wee chat, and they, that might be the next thing to come out. But um, but watch the space, and um, you know, look at Twitter and. Find out what's what we'll get planned for next next time. But there may be a wee bit of a break um between this and, and the next thing we do. But um but yeah, stay tuned. And uh, mm-hmm. So you know, anybody want to finish up my joke here, taking a break. I I'll break I'll I'll i I'll, uh, I'll share a joke, man. To put things in a bit
2: of a brighter mood right. <clears throat> Aye. So why did the baker have brown fingers? The answer, he was needing a shite. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you go. Very good. My favourite joke. Oh, that, as Alan Partridge was, would say on that bombshell, thank you very much for listening. And uh, Paul, anything else to add in before we finish? I thought you were going to say something there, not? Nope. No? No? Yeah, okay, uh, cool. Cheers, everybody.
1: Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you. Well, we'll not see you soon but you can hear us soon Aye. Aye. So. Spread the word as well man spread the word
0: So thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one whatever that may be Thank you very much Goodbye <music>